For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks. Welcome to Nate Land. Uh, podcast here with Brian Bates, Aaron Weber. So we want to also wish you Merry Christmas. It's coming up. Graham K, happy Boxing Day. <laughs> it's uh, and all the other uh, Canadians and then all the other stuff people have. I don't know what else everybody has, but they have other stuff. Celebrate it. Merry Christmas. We love you all. Yes. You already know DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now is the time to get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NATELAND. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they are victorious. Also, I am uh, excited to have been introduced to Athletic Greens recently. I had it today. Life is busy and your well-being is important. Get Athletic Greens makes it easy to get the vitamins you need every day with just one scoop. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com for a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That is athleticgreens.com slash Nate. Also, uh, managing money can be hard, and juggling subscriptions even harder. You forget about them. Never pay for an unwanted subscription again with Truebill. Go to Truebill.com slash Nate. It could save you thousands a year. And finally, thank you to Viore for sponsoring this episode of Nate Land. We all got some of the new fall collection, and we are loving it. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at vioriclothing.com slash Nate. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. More on that later. And here we are, everybody. Welcome. Usual. My voice is awful. It's gone. Is it gone? Sounds like. It's not the best it's ever been. It's not the best it's ever been. Been yelling? Huh? I don't know. It's been everywhere. You screaming at the fight? Screaming at the fight. Went to the UFC fight this uh, weekend. We were in Vegas. Uh, I think it just caught up. It's been uh, on the road nonstop, doing a lot of shows. Uh, I went to bed last night. I don't ever fall. Like, I never just fall asleep. 
Like, I never just, like, nod off. I mean, maybe – I don't know if I ever do, really. I don't know. I've just never been to someone that nods off. Harper's the same way now. She doesn't ever just – Harper's never, like – I remember going to the one Vandy game. Uh, the only game I saw Darius Garland uh, when I went to see him. Uh, they played LSU. And so me and Harper went, and she was probably, she was probably like, five or six. Uh, and all we did was end up – she would want to go to the top and then the bottom. So, I mean – I watched some of the game, and I was telling her, I was like, this is one of the best Vandy players we've ever had, like about mm-hmm. Darius Garland. And then she'd be like, let's go to the top, and then we'd go sit on the very top and stuff. Uh, but she, I remember that night, she fell asleep on me. Like, I carried her inside, and, like, we were just sitting on the chair, and she fell asleep. And I was like, huh. It was like, she just doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't either. But last night, I was, like, watching TV. is pretty excited. It's like, 1130, and, I mean, I just – I was like, let me just close my eyes. And then it was like 1230, and then I just went straight to bed. And, I mean, I I mean, I mean, was out. Yeah. I have been pretty tired. Uh, the age is catching up with you. Huh? Yeah. Well, it's been a run. We went to – so we went to Vegas this weekend, uh, and we did – the shows were awesome. Uh, you know, my dad and Nick were out there. And then we had a bunch of – you know, a bunch of buddies come out there. We – uh I got a golf rich rich day. We always talk about here fee now, uh, and so it, it was just a fun fun weekend, and then it just a- added up, and then here you are. Mm-hmm. UFC fight was unreal, dude. so fun, dude. Was that I, your first one you've been to? I went. I went to one in Nashville, but I've never been to a big one. I mean, uh-huh. like so the one we went in Nashville uh, when they did it here, it wasn't. It was like I don't know if I really knew anybody on the card or anything like that. Uh, but this was the first like big one and it was just, it's just so fun dude. UFC is, it is moving there. It's my favorite sport. Uh I I just like it so much. Uh, it's, they have just such big fights and you kind of know them and it's, uh, these guys are just on another level. I mean, the, the, the women fights, Amanda Nunes, uh, she lost. It was a big deal because she was, she's like considered the best ever. Right. And uh, for her to lose, it's the biggest upset in UFC history, or one, or like top two maybe. So to be there for that, and I just love how you know they do really good with women uh, sports. You know, I think a lot of sports have trouble with mm-hmm. women sports, yeah. and uh, UFC it does, tennis is really does a really good job, and uh, and then with uh, this women's soccer, I guess the Olympic soccer team, but then UFC, I mean. They can head, they headline events, and you're right. just like, I mean, I was like, it was like awesome to get to go to see that fight. And now, so uh, the whole thing was awesome. Got a hat, was with Nick. Uh, <laughs> Nick talks to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me. We had a split up. Uh, we had a bunch of us come. And so Laura and her friend, and uh, they, uh, they sat in f- four seats, and me and Nick sat in two seats. And I mean, yeah, Nick got after it. And then, uh, he yeah he just he talks to everybody i mean he's just talking to everybody around us mm-hmm. uh you know but it was fun everybody's yelling it's 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 an awesome awesome experience uh and you're close and did i see you guys ring the bell at the hockey game yeah <clears throat> so they had me go uh so i went to vegas wednesday and then we went to the hockey game and they ring a siren for the vegas knights to, to start the third period mm. And so you go up at the very top, and there's a castle, and you hold it, and you ring it, and then, you know, and Nick, I just had Nick, I was like, Nick, come with me? And they go, yeah. And Nick was up there, and he was just dancing the whole time. I'm like, uh, it was very cool. 
and uh so that yeah the whole the whole experience was uh super fun and uh nick uh nick and my dad hung out a lot because i was golfing the other day so him and my dad went and uh they went to the hot tub one day <laughs> and uh <laughs> they go to the hot tub nick gets out of the hot tub puts his towel throws his towel on the thing and my dad's like that's the trash can <laughs> And so Nick all weekend has been throwing his towels in the trash can <laughs> thinking it was the towel thing. <laughs> I mean, every day, all weekend, multiple towels. Because he, he likes the water. Yeah. So he goes a few times a day and just gets out of the hot tub, <laughs> dumps it in the trash can, and gets on his way. <laughs> and they just had to. So if uh, the wind in Vegas is wondering where some towels have gone, uh, it is Nick Novicki, and he is throwing them all in the trash can. So uh, it was, but it was, it was a, a awesome, awesome weekend. And so now we get some. Uh, now we get to chill out for a second. Yeah, well, I don't good. think start till January. Yeah, start back up January twelfth. I think. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had some company Christmas parties in North Carolina and Kentucky, and uh, I was flying home on Delta. And, of course, they have the TV screens in the back of the seats. Mm. I just – and I'm in an aisle seat. I just assumed that they edited those shows for content yeah. on a public – I thought they did, too. I choose an episode of The Sopranos. Yeah. And there's a scene at the strip club, women just completely naked. And I'm just – and I'm in the aisle seat, so everyone behind me can just see yeah. everything. There's kids back there. There's everything. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what do I do? What do I do? I try to make a scene? Those those screens aren't as intuitive as a phone. Like yeah. you can't quickly stop. The woman beside me is watching a Hallmark Christmas movie, mm-hmm. and I I I decided just to write it out and not bring attention to me. The scene went on forever. Yeah. The girl walks off the stage, comes over to Tony and the guys, and he's just got his arm around her. Yeah, it's a really really long scene. Yeah, and I was just shocked that they allow that on a plane. This is on the back of the headrest of the yeah. guy in front of you. Yeah. Just out in the open. Just out in the open. You should ask the Hallmark lady to switch seats. <laughs> said, "Do you mind? Would you want to? You mind if I sit in the middle? Because I'm watching uh, some stuff that some is porn. inappropriate. I'm right, uh, and so I just feel like a good middle seat is for me. I need to be. <laughs> I really need the window seat. I need to be contained. <laughs> I think I turned it off or fast forwarded. I was. I mean, I was sitting there debating like. This thing can't be that long, and it just kept going. Yeah, it kept going. It was the one where they, for the soccer coach, they got him like one of the girls or something. It just the scene yeah. would never stop. Yeah, uh, you describing the scene's not stopping either. Uh, I mean, like I think we all get it. And you're just you're like, now let me let me get into it. <laughs> let me tell you it. a little bit more. Let me tell you a little you more. You say the word naked the way I hoped you would. Naked. Too. Yeah. Naked. Yeah, I know it. Stark naked. They were Stark nude. naked. They were nude. Uh yeah, naked's real, real southern. Yeah, uh, yeah. That I don't know what you do. I mean, you try. I've seen scenes just violence on it where you're like, you feel uncomfortable. You're like, I don't like this. There's too many people can see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know what I. I just don't watch that. Watch a whole scene of you just trying to watch an episode. How long was the flight? I mean, it was a pretty short flight. I don't oh. know. It was like an hour or something. Did so. you get to watch the whole episode? Yeah. Oh, 
But great if you want to watch. Then, <laughs> then they're that. like, you start landing, and then they're you're like, so there's no reason for me to even watch. I can't even enjoy the whole episode. <laughs> if I'd have tried to stop it, I would have somehow rewound it. It would just kept playing yeah. over and over. Yeah, the same scene. You should start stretching. <laughs> just start stretching and just like you know, and you know, like block it. Should have been like, like, yeah. Hey, you seen The Sopranos? See this? Yeah. One of the best shows of all time. One of the best show. What are you watching? Hallmark? <laughs> Loser. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you? I, don't, I fly Southwest, so I don't have I don't have the luxury. Of, yeah. Of a screen. Well, keep keep working hard, kid. I'll get the Delta eventually. <laughs> Southwest lets you watch you watch on your iPad though. Yeah, you can watch on your phone. Mm-hmm. So your you phone. can do that. <laughs> I bring an iPad. I don't have an iPad. Oh yeah, I'll get there one day. <laughs> uh, there, I used to. I don't watch stuff on. I think your generation's fine watching on your phone. I don't think y'all need a big screen. I think you're right about that. I think you're just so used to watching on your phone that like you don't even think about bringing a screen. You're like, I just watch on my phone. Mm-hmm. I like to have it night. But if you bring the phone close to your face, that's the same as watching it on a big TV. That's but far that means away. You got to right? hold it. You gotta hold it like you Nick. look like, like Nick. Nick. <laughs> yeah, you look like Nick trying to read and just being like. Nick said he got a bunch of uh, doctor advice. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Is yeah. he gonna look into it at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, he, I think he was gonna try to reach out to some of them, but I mean, he, they he might be right. His guy might be right. Uh, oh yeah, they all said that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah he he's just you can't glasses aren't gonna do it because your corneas change shape. So he needs either those hard contact lenses or a. Cornea transplant. Him putting in contact lenses, I just don't know if I like that. It's just, oh, I mean, I, I just, I'm going to be a wreck until, like, just knowing he's doing that every day. Uh-huh. I just don't know. You have to take them out. I don't understand what hard is. Is there, are they hard? Yeah. I mean, they're, uh huh. They're, when I was, I didn't even know they still had hard contact lenses. I thought they were just all soft now. But yeah, when I first started wearing contacts, you had the option of hard or soft lenses. You I wear mean, contacts now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hard. Uh, yeah. Do you have glasses, too? Yeah. Just in case? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. A lot of people <laughs> diagnosed you as well. I don't, yes, I do have glasses. A lot of people diagnosed your uh, your uh, dehydration. and. Yeah. Uh, I saw one email. Are we reading any of them or no? I, no, there's not any on yeah. here. Type dude, type 2 diabetes. Somebody said, yeah, pre-diabetic. And yeah. I just want to say how great it would be. Yeah. All the gout. Nate got diabetes before me. Yeah. You'd wish it. Look how far we've come. Yeah. Not even type one, type two. You just jumped right to that. I get it. Type one was a breeze. I was born with type one. (laughs) Yeah. I got that. I didn't get that in my sleep. You moved up to type two. (laughs) If I do things, I do them real. I do them big. Go big or go home. Uh, Yeah, my dad has diabetes. So I don't know if I, like, you know, I got to go get it. Ter- I mean, I've thought about it every day since then. So I think I have another physical coming up, and I'm going to just be like, um, do I, I got to tell the doctor? So some people that I, I don't know <laughs> all say they think I look like a guy that has type 2 diabetes. So can y'all check that out if you don't mind? I don't, like They're like, why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. A I'm lot gonna, of people. I'm going to say you don't. I don't think they realize just how little water you drink. I know, Therefore, but you're going to be dehydrated if you never drink water. But I've been drinking, I've been drinking more now since then. I mean, not I don't get it as much, but it's like it just felt like it. But it's are you still, still dehydrated? I still get a uh, very dry mouth. I still, you know, and I mean, I've been 
pounded some water. Yeah. Uh, it could be eating. Dude, I had ice cream last night. A ton of it. There's water in ice cream. That's true. <laughs> you know, I always have to tell myself that. There's probably a lot of water in the food I ate. Today. You get it from like candy and stuff? Is that water? how you get diabetes? From... Oh, I... oh, I thought you meant water. <laughs> yeah. No. You just suck on it. <laughs> you just get it from bad eating? I don't know. I think it certainly contributes all the sugar. Yeah. Doesn't help. Yeah. I think that's the difference in the types, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One of them's a genetic and one of them's one of you earn one, it. one you earn it. <laughs> yeah. Type two's earned. Type two you put in the work. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's an honor. Yeah. Uh yeah. Is there a type three? Oh man. I'll you find out. Yeah. You can be the first. You could get there, man. Yeah. I mean, you have to do like all the shots and stuff about do it, right? Is that what your dad does? Yeah, but I don't know what which one he has. Oh. I think he has one that he you could get rid of. Like if he ate better and worked mm. out, you know, which seems like some of them. It's not like you're, because I mean, isn't Jay Color di- diabetic? I almost, I don't know if I'm throwing that on him, but uh, let's say he is. <laughs> I have no idea if he is, but I, so Jay Color is. How far can you throw a football if yeah. you're type three diabetic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, oh, yeah, he has it. Type yeah, one. Type one. So that's like your, uh, we should ask them about that. <laughs> that's, but that's like you're born with it. Yeah, that's like you have no choice. You just ambush him with a diabetes interview when he got here. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, easy. I mean, my if it's type two, it's like yeah, Asia, it's earned. Mm-hmm. So I got to get that. All right. Yeah. Another Deal thing. With that. Another thing, and we'll be this. The road's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm going to be doing nothing on the road, like. Just be walking out. Was it a lot of type two diabetes too? No, oh. no. I think it was. Just was there like, anything else? It's more than one. Uh, gout. No. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Type two, type two diabetes seems to definitely. Be it was the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good to know. Uh, we have a lot of people, listeners that have type two diabetes. <laughs> I guess maybe we're having a meetup. <laughs> they, they, they all know. Are there doctors? A lot of listeners, either doctors or they have it. Uh, Jeremy Hoffman, he's he has type three diabetes. <laughs> I don't, Jeremy. I'm sorry. I don't know if you, that's not true. Uh, Jeremy Hoffman, a perfect representation of this podcast is when Nate introduced the topic of the universe, and then mentioned he was nominated for the Critics' Choice Award, and followed it up with a fun fact about Aaron never peeing on a plane, and everyone treated it like those three things were equally as re- equally as relevant and interesting. Also, I'm pretty sure the airplane peeing conversation lasted three times longer than the award conversation. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's true. I don't think I'm getting respect that I deserve for my Critics' Choice Award. I think you were leading that conversation. Yeah, I think y'all should have brought it up. I shouldn't have had to bring up my own award. <laughs> that, uh, you know, I think you should have been like, hey, man, congrats on the Critics' Choice Award. I didn't even know about going. it, but I should have assumed. You should have just assumed. Yeah. They, yeah. Any award. Any award. I probably got it. In the running, at least. In the yeah. running. Yeah. I should be at least. Yeah, that's my bad. Be congratulated on. Gold, the Golden Globes were announced today. Mm-hmm. So I should be announced. Congratulations. Thank you. They don't do stand-up comedy, but if they did, I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> we would have won it. So I will just put I probably would have won it. The same people every time. Yeah, same people. <laughs> Guys won't get out of the way. <laughs> Stephen Searcy. 
I left I left left out. I let out an audible groan when I saw this week's topic, considering the guys had their minds blown by stoppage time in soccer the week before. Why not try to talk about everything ever created? We should. Mm-hmm. We, we could. We did. That was the universe. Oh, yeah. that, that's what the universe. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's he was referencing last week. I thought he's talking about like cups and stuff, <laughs> which we could do that. Okay. Universe and how pencils were made. Yep. How do we get from the universe to pencils? Yeah. Wow. That's what's crazy. Wow. You think about that? Uh-huh. <laughs> they talk about that in Notre Dame. They go, well, you got the universe, and then I can write on a pen, on a paper. There's a big bang, and then billions of years later, you're writing on there's a, pen. a pencil. Yeah. Wow. All made up of the same stuff. Yeah. That stars are made out of. Yeah. Pretty crazy. They're, yeah, it's crazy. And we go, wow. Wow. And then, and then that's it. Well, it's too much to think about. I mean, mm-hmm. but they, that, I think about that a lot. Like, it is crazy. You're like, we go from the, you know, the universe being created to us to then, you know, I pricked my finger. Like, I bit, or bit my tongue. And you're like, the universe was created. And now I'm here biting my tongue. <laughs> Just how the... You know, <laughs> that's also in the mix of every, you know. It's part of the universe. It's not the biggest problem, but it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Biting your tongue is a problem of the universe. Yep. It wouldn't be if listed probably. If they said, what can we do with the universe and problems of the universe? Biting your tongue, I think, would be at the bottom. It would be listed. But then they would be like, we got other stuff, like hunger and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, type 2 diabetes we'd like to get rid of. Robert Vinny Lombardi. Ooh. One of my faves. Loved watching the train wreck of Nate, Aaron, Baller, and Mick struggle discussing the vastness of our universe. I lost it when Nate said he wished they would just guess when it came to the Big Bang Theory. Theory is literally the definition of a guess. Then when Mick compared Elon Musk to God, I almost spit out my coffee. Keep up the great work, gents. Is theory, theory literally the definition of a guess? No, I think scientifically theory is a significant term. Like you have to get there. That's after, So like a theory is basically like accepted fact. It's not just a guess out of nowhere. That's it's, back to my first joke I ever came up with. Educated guess is so educated. Why is it a guess? <laughs> first thing I ever wrote down for stand-up comedy. That got me to here. Really? To writing a pen on this table. <laughs> In wow. this podcast. Wow, that was your big bang. That was the that was my big bang. My big bang was if an educated guest so educated, why is it a guest? And I said it as I drove a car delivering pizzas as a second job to save yeah. money to move to Chicago. And I had a voice recorder. So then I put that in there. That's so that's I great. wouldn't forget it. I never forgot it. <laughs> and I, it needs to be forgotten. Uh never really made it into something. That'll be my last when you hear that when you hear that joke as a closer, you know. That, my, that I'm done with my stand-up <laughs> career. That's how I'm going to end it out. Goodbye, folks. <clears throat> but I admire you for sticking to your guns because 18 years later, I feel like you still feel exactly the same about that, right? I, I think I've proven it. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think Robert Vinnie Lombardi. I mean, is, is that? I think if your last name's Lombardi, you have to at least name your kid Vinnie. Middle His name, middle name. Right? Vince. I wonder if he You got to get though a Vince in there, right? I know, but what if he's related to Lombardi? I don't think it's a common name. There's a good chance. There's a great chance of that. Maybe it's him. 
Angie Wilkinson. Wilkinson. She's probably related to a lot of people. The Wilkinson family. Hey, what have they done for us, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure some Wilkinsons have done quite a few things. Probably. Great episode. Bless Nate's heart, trying to talk about the universe. Also, Aaron's self-control, not always correct him, is to be commended. She was very nice to Wilkinson. Sorry, Angie. Uh, yeah. Good job, Aaron. Hey, thanks, man. You didn't even know what you're talking about. I have about. no idea what I'm talking yeah. about, no. See, that's my problem, is you educated people. Think you know? I've been thinking about that a lot. Like I don't, I'm just not educated in. Uh, I don't know. How, yeah, it's like the big words thing. I said, y'all use just big words so we can't be in the conversation, even though we should be allowed to be. And you should have to use words that are not as big. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what I think y'all do. We talk about. We've talked about this before. That that uh the the beef between I think it was William Faulkner and Hemingway. Maybe it was Hemingway. They had this argument back and forth, and one of the the they were write articles about each other in newspapers, just mm. trashing each other. Yeah. And Faulkner says, "Well, you know, he he's never been known to use a word that would send readers to a dictionary." Yeah. Like that was a big insult. And the other yeah. guy came back with, "Do you really think big emotions come from big words?" Oh wow! And I was like, "Hit him Boom. right there." Boom. I think about that a lot. Boom. Think yeah. about that on a stage sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes the smaller word hits a little harder. Yeah, yeah, because it gets mm-hmm. to the point. Every yeah, when people use big words, it feels in comedy sometimes. It feels like it doesn't fit what we're doing. Like you're trying to make, uh, you're trying to be funny, and so sometimes if someone uses a big word, it's like you're like dressing up. Uh, what is that saying? You dressing up a cow? I don't know. Lipstick on a pig. Lipstick on a pig. <laughs> But a cow would be the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Putting a dress. What are you putting a dress on a cow? <laughs> I don't know why that's that should be the same. That's way better. That's way better. Lipstick <laughs> on a pig. That's ridiculous. When are you getting your, a cow, a, getting a rooster, a something? Keep Tuxedo. going. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, we could put a bracelet on a coconut. <laughs> uh, Taylor Lavelle. Nate was totally right about the sun being eight light minutes away. Light second is the distance light goes in a second light year, a year, and so on. There you go. You're right. I was right. I apologize, man. Yeah. I just never heard light minute before, and it caught me off guard. Because y'all don't get into the nit and gritty in Notre Dame. Y'all brush over it. You're like, this is just enough. So when you talk to dumb people, you can get out of the conversation. You just hear some big Uh words. That's what college is. Right. College goes, here's some big words. Use them. When you, you know, have to, when you get up against like a common folk and then they're like, you know. they And don't give them a chance to pick it apart like you did. Yeah. Don't let them question it. Mm -hmm. And so here's, you know, so you just keep saying the same thing over and over, but in big words and then they walk away. Someone compared y'all to Michael Scott and Oscar when they debated about China. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Michael, he won, right? Yeah. 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 Came from a different angle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, Laura Wagner. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. Guys, whenever you ask, how can they know that? The answer is all, almost always math. Huh. Just because you may not understand it does not mean it's not real. It's real. It's science and not just someone's opinion. Still a huge fan, even though this part bugs me a lot. I disagree, Laura. Uh <laughs> 
Uh, it's science. I learned how they calculate how many stars are in the universe. How's that? Math. They uh, they took a picture of one small section of the sky, and then they counted all the galaxies that are in that one section. Then they figure out how many sections are in the sky total, and they multiplied that by that. Then they figured out how many stars was in one galaxy, and then they multiplied that by that, and that's how they came up with it. But I mean, mm. but that would be assume that everyone's the same. Yes. So if that's if everyone's not the same, then you could be completely yeah, off. Yeah, they're making some dangerous so assumptions. An estimation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's still an, it's someone's opinion, but it's like he's like I put in the work. That his opinion would be y'all didn't look yeah. it up. Yeah. I at least am trying. Right. It's an educated opinion. And then so you go, all right, man. Well, I should listen to his opinion because I'm not going to bother with it. So that's true. So Laura's right. Yeah, Laura's right. I should be like it's okay. Yeah. Unless I want to get into it. Right. But that would, so if I look at one star in my circle, put a hand and go, there's five stars in there. And then I go, so there's probably. <laughs> how many circles? How many circles can all I make? around. A lot, yeah, yeah. A lot. It'd be the same thing. <laughs> and then I just would say it like that. Uh Dave Josie, if time travel exists in the future, then technically it would exist now. That's true. Now, is he saying because they'd already come back? They'd come back. But if it's only going, if you can only go in the future, then maybe we just haven't gotten advanced enough yet. Right? Well, saying it would be exist now, but I mean, how do they get back? You got to trust that they can get back. You don't want to come here and get stuck. I think you would get stuck. <laughs> you would go back to a time and then be. Who, me personally? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't go back that far, so I'd be all right. I'd go back to the West Wilson County Fair, like you yeah. said. So <laughs> I'd be perfectly happy just to stay. I know, but then you got to find. Oh yeah, you would just you'd go back to live in that time. Yeah, I'd yeah. be two of me there now, I guess. Yeah. But we just both share a room. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. <laughs> I mean, you would definitely go talk to yourself. I would say look up keeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get ahead keeps. of keeps.com. <laughs> Uh, you would definitely talk to yourself. Like, if, you know, they tell you not to talk to yourself, but I mean, I think you would have a hard time not. Because it would ruin, it It changes everything? Yeah. You're, so, you're supposed to not change anything about yeah. the future. But yeah. I would, but I think you would be. Oh, yeah. I need a friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh, and I don't think anything would change. Mm-hmm. I think it would all, I think even if you talk to yourself, I think it would all, <clears throat> you'd end up buying PSLs at the Titans right when they got here. You'd still be going to the games. We'd sit together. You'd sit together. <laughs> you'd maybe go, let's sit on, you had the same row of seats, but maybe just in the sun part. <laughs> you'd go, yeah, I know this sounds crazy, but the sun sets. Are you in the sun part now? No, I just talked about that the game yesterday, yeah. how it's so important to have the sun at your back. Even if it cold as it was yesterday, I'd rather be in the shade than the sun just glaring in your mm-hmm. face. Oh, you'd rather be in the shade. Yeah. Oh. Because the early season games are so hot, first yeah. of all. And then even in the wintertime, the sun's just so glaring right now. I've sat on that other side, and yeah. you're just squinting the whole time. Yeah. 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 But sunglasses. I've Even sunglasses, it's just... it's Hat, sunglasses. It's <laughs> no just don't even see the field. It's because you wear your, the your, you like put your hat on like this, <laughs> and you're like, God, this hat just doesn't do it. It never does it for me. It just goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why you don't like a hat. Yeah. Back of my neck's always fine. Watch the game. Yeah. <sighs> this sun, you're like, well, just yank it down a little bit. Oh. I remember at the beach growing up, my dad put sunscreen on. He'd just slap it on, wouldn't rub it in at all. And then he'd jump right in the water and just get burned. He'd be like, this stuff never works. Yeah. Dude. yeah, <laughs> you're, like, yeah. you're not quite doing it. You're right. not rubbing it in. Uh huh. 
yeah, it used, I saw you. Some people took some pictures with you. At the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. People came. How <laughs> oh, they came all the way up there? Yeah, that was oh, my section. That was my seat. Yeah, yeah. And they would uh, be out of breath, and as soon as they, yeah, compose themselves, we did a picture. Can you imagine? If you go, we're about to go see your favorite comedian. You're like, where is he? What? We're gonna be. We're see you. Yeah. We're see you second half. All right. We're see gonna, on the field. Yeah. We're gonna have to miss a great yeah. portion of the game. But he's sitting over at the Vanderbilt Stadium. <laughs> uh, and they go to get a. That's so funny. They have to hike up there. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, there's a lot of people up in my section. Yeah. That. Oh, I know you. No, I'm saying it's not like I'm the only one up there. The upper deck's a huge area. No, I know, but I'm saying everybody that wants a picture with you, none of they don't <laughs> seem of them to be up, up there? there. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we have. I don't think uh, our listeners are in the upper deck. You think they're a little bit? I think our co-hosts are, but I don't <laughs> think our. I think our listeners. Yeah. Could you have the worst seats of everybody <laughs> in the Nate Land world <laughs> of a game? Yeah. Maybe. 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 I like it. Uh, Matt McCurry, McCurry. Oh man! Will someone please explain to Nate that there's a huge difference between stating UFOs exist versus in, versus stating that aliens are flying around in space? He's still claiming aliens are here now, as if the government declared the existence of little green men. How has no one pointed this out yet? Give him the breakdown, Barnaby. Uh, yeah, you do say that. They're here now, right? I don't know. Um, they're saying they're here. Yeah. Which, I mean, they haven't, they've seen some fly, things flying around. They haven't identified what they are yet, or at least yeah. haven't figured it out. So it might be a jump to say they're saying aliens are here now. Yeah. They wouldn't tell oh, us. Oh, oh, I'm not. Oh, because I'm saying that that's what they are saying. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I, yeah, whatever. I meant, I don't get in the weeds of it. <laughs> um, so, like, who wrote this? My wife? <laughs> Matt McCurry? Is that Laura? Is that, like, is that her it's other Laura's, name? Like Laura's pen name? Yeah. Just uh, that, but, yeah, but that, you know, I think they're still flying around. I mean, then you wouldn't have a conversation. Right. Yeah. Some of it's for comedic effect. Yeah. But Matt, we'd have no conversation, Matt. Well, they're here. Well, they're not technically here. Then let's move on, Matt, and let's go to the next thing. <laughs> This is all made up of, I don't know anything. <laughs> Bryce LK. It may be the findings of one scientist, but until a whole lot of other scientists do similar tests and experiments and find similar results, it doesn't mean anything. Now, they say, is kind of a wonky way to talk about most of these topics. Some people think is probably more accurate. I try to do that when I share on here. I mean, but I usually say some scientists think or some people think that blah, blah, blah. Some sci- some people think that they're aliens flying here, and you oh, say, so you don't. And I say now they say. Yeah, I don't know if they're talking about us, but I think they kind of nailed it. Now they say they're they're here. Yeah, yeah. I don't think about those words at all. So when I say them, <laughs> so people should know that there's no meaning behind. Like I don't. There's nothing behind it. I'm just saying stuff I've heard in conversation, <laughs> just in life. Yeah. I think that's where I get like. There's no when I say you know you say they for a lot of like well they are talking like I there's nothing behind it. Yeah, yeah. I could a I don't care, and I'm just saying it to get to the thing I want to talk about. Uh, but if we got yeah, 
I don't use words correctly, everybody. <laughs> I feel like some people are just learning that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think they they're like, no, no, he's saying it wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. I don't know. I didn't go to school. He said tear sharer. I said, yeah. Tear <laughs> <laughs> sharer. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's every day's like. I would if I if I could get these right, I would be getting so much. Let me get to the now they say and some people think. Mm. I'm like we're not even there. Mm. We're working on regular words, uh-huh. civilization. <laughs> we're good. we're not even there. So, Dave Bryant, I'm watching the Universe episode for the second time, and this is bugging me enough to have to write to you. Our son does have a name. It's Soul S O L. That's why we call it a solar system. Nowadays, planetarian systems are referred to as star systems, not solar systems, because our sun is the only one called soul. So really, we are the only solar system. And to get ahead of the next question, our moon has a name also. It's Luna, as in Luna, lunar eclipse. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Why do we call it a sun then? So sun's not a name? Soul's another word for sun. I think soul's the Latin word for it. Um, but I said last week or whenever this episode comes, (laughs) comes out the universe part one episode, uh, I said, we have a name for the Milky Way galaxy and we have a name for earth. We don't have a name for the solar system. Mm -hmm. He's saying that is the name. Soul is Mm -hmm. a proper noun. So soul is the name. Everything else is the star system. Yeah. We're the solar system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You don't agree with that? I don't agree with Dave. I agree with you. Okay. Oh. I'm saying I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't buy it. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Got, you want to find out where Dave went to college? <laughs> yeah, have a little argument. Yeah, well, he and I will duke it out. Yeah. What's your beef? Uh, uh, solar system. I don't know. I just don't buy it, dude. He didn't sell me on it. So he's got to sell you on uh, what he seems to be a fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a. I don't think you're Who buying calls something. It soul? I'm not. Like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not buying what you're selling. How about that, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> no one calls it soul. Dave does. Soul but. is what you call a day on Mars, mm-hmm. right? That's a soul. You telling me that's they just named it what the sun is named? That doesn't seem very. Why is intuitive? the sun not? So the sun is just what it is. I think sun is the English word for soul, Maybe the soul, sun doesn't right? want to be referred sun, to. Oh, yeah, soul, soulless. What if Dave, what if this is coming from the sun? And he he thought, <laughs> well, let me make up a name, Dave Bryan. And he's like, that's great. And the sun is like, I would like to be called soul now. And mm-hmm. so we should respect the sun's, <laughs> the sun doesn't want to be called sun. Doesn't want to be dimmed. Doesn't want, <laughs> to, be want to be called sun. Doesn't want to be dimmed. He's got a lot of problems. This seems the only way out. So... Soul, the son, made a name. I think Dave Bryan is the son, is what I'm saying. Sounds made up. I think Matt McCurry is my wife, I and think. Dave Bryan is the son. Elon Musk is God. <laughs> yep. Bobby, the reason, the reason toilet water flows in the opposite direction in Australia is because the Coriolis. Coriolis? Coriolis. I just kind of went with sounds at the end of that. Coriolis <laughs> effect, which is the atmosphere deflection differences of the northern and southern hemispheres due to the rotation of the earth. I mean, I quit thinking about that sentence after toilet water. 
<laughs> uh, it just started. You we, were on board at first, probably with toilet. I, water. The reason toilet water flows, I was like in the car, and then I fell off the wagon, <laughs> and the rest of it just. And I don't, by the time we got to the end of it, I think y'all were like, I don't know if Nate's even here. <laughs> the reason toilet water flows in the opposite direction in Australia is because of the Coriolis. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Effect. Uh, what does Coriolis mean? I don't know, but I think we were right. Different hemispheres. Yeah, I think I said it was like something to do with gravitational force, which I guess it's not. It's because of the Coriolis, it's obviously. It's the atmospheric it's the deflection thing. difference. But y'all in college, y'all have like a whole day talking about Coriolis. Like, do they ever go, here's what Coriolis means, or do they just use it and you're supposed to know what it means already? Like, when do you learn Coriolis? Junior high? Yeah, third, fourth grade. Probably. No, no. You learn you learn that in a science class. That's, that's not a word that's used anywhere else. So, you know. And so they said Coriolis, and then you just remember it for the rest of oh, your there's life. There's a glossary in the back of the book. You know, you look it up. So you actually go look up that word. Oh, yeah. There's so a glossary that's right in the do. back. So I didn't do that. You didn't do that. I don't think I've ever looked at a glossary. I never knew you had to. I just assumed, well, that's a word I'm not supposed to know. <laughs> that's what I thought. I think the books gave me, if I knew the word, I go, all right, I should know that word. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know it, then I go, they don't want me to know it. You would never read something, look it up in the dictionary right there? No. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a dictionary. I've never walked anywhere with a dictionary. <laughs> I didn't it, mean you had one on you. but like, if I never brought it in somewhere. <laughs> I did it like the way I auditioned for stuff where they, when I auditioned for stuff and they're like, will you dress the part? And I go, No. If I get it, I'll dress it. If you, if I became a scientist, I would have learned all this stuff. But if mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it, I, then I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to know that. Why word. waste your time? Why wait? I have other stuff. Yeah, we would do some of the most ridiculous auditions back in the day for you. Yeah, I'd go to uh, Brian's house. It's and- so funny to think about now why we didn't just buy like proper lighting or something. We would go to his, his house and do, uh, we'd get like a lamp. We'd have like everything set up on like, have two tables stacked on top of each other with a lamp, take the shade off, just trying to get it. I never got one of these. You never really tried that hard either. I mean. Some way, I, I, did, I could never memorize the lines. No. And so I would just tape up just tape the, the, the script on the, and I, like above the camera and I would just be reading it. But, you know, the reason toilet water flows in the opposite direction in Australia. And I would just read it like that. And I was like, why am I not getting these? And then I got Brian reading on the other side, and they just hear, it may be the findings of one scientist. What's the reason the toilet water flows? Well, the reason toilet water flows in the opposite direction. Like, I mean, they're like, what is this, dude? Like, who is just too, we sound so stupid. And I don't think we get stuff because of our accent. That's why. That's why I don't get it. I mean, I always, like, because they, they don't, when you're down here in the South, you only got your buddies that you can ask to read these other lines. Well, I don't have a proper person that can speak like they do in Hollywood. So mine's always, and Michael Clay, I think, read one. He's like, well, the right, original mine can't hear my shanghana. And then I'm over there. Well, we better not go over there then. Like, I mean, I it's just not, they don't, yeah, I think they're distracted. Uh, that hurt us. Yeah. You know what you would do. <laughs> Brent McCoy. We see the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper in the summer, then Orion's Belt. Orion's. 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 I bet he I bet he would want Orion. Yeah, you're right. He's in space. 
<laughs> Orion is like how I would say it. Orion, yeah, it's like an Irish I think guy. he would go. I'm Orion. I'm. A, I mean, I'm literally my belt's in space. I'm standing in outer space, so I should be called Orion. Doesn't that sound more of a space name? Yeah, yeah, and less Irish. Yeah, Orion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Orion Steakhouse. Then Orion's belt. I think that's wrong. I think I'm gonna say Orion. Then Orion's belt in the winter. Australia is the opposite. They still see the Big Dipper in Orion's belt just as that opposite times of the year because of the rotation of the earth around the sun and the different hemispheres. I don't think I did sun stuff in school. I just don't know. Why does this stuff not stick with me? Well, that doesn't even have anything to do with the sun. (sighs) Stars. I don't know. Was the sun even... It wasn't even mentioned in that. <laughs> I got it hung up on Orion's belt. Last week I said, when I was in Australia, you see different stars. Like, you don't see mm-hmm. the Big Dipper and stuff. And he's saying, no. It just, you do. You do. It's just different types of years. So we have the same space. We thought they have a different outer space. Uh-huh. Like, we wanted to go down there. So we should go down there opposite if we want to see a different outer space. Or we still see that outer space. We still see it, just he's saying winter, summer there, and summer's winter. Yeah. So, so if we go out right now and look at it, we're looking at a whole – we won't see the big – We'd dipper. be looking at summer stars here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll see Australia's – do we call them and let them know dude, everything's good? How are our stars doing? Yeah. <laughs> How are our stars doing? They go, everything's good right now. How's the big and little dipper going? He say, you're going. See them every night. All Orion's right. belt, all good, dude. Is Orion's belt good? He goes, yeah, it's doing good. We have Orion's belt down here. I go, yeah, we have Orion's. <laughs> a little more important. How many free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, long after forgetting to cancel? Fight back against subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you do not need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. That's a ton. I think people do this. I, I mean, I do it. You do. Mm-hmm. You do it. They have. You have no idea your subscribes to these, because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. They do do that. Truebill makes it incredible, incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions, so you do not have to. Truebill found a subscription that Laura had signed up for, and uh, and so did I. So we were paying two times monthly. Uh oh, that's good. Yeah, he helped us, but we were both paying for it. <laughs> you learned that right now. I'm learning it as we speak. I'm like, well, look at that. True Bill's helped us. It has over two million users and say it helps save them over a hundred million dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, just a hundred million dollars of just money that everybody combined. We could all be putting that together and buying a spaceship to go see Orion's Belt. <laughs> Like Jennifer B., who says, with your help, our family has saved $587 a year on unnecessary subscriptions. I really did not understand how Truebill could help me until we decided to save for a very large home purchase, and they were short $587. Mm. Uh, I made that part up, but okay. I would assume. But but that's, you look at how to cut call. That's like an easy, this is an easy way yeah. to just not pay for stuff. Do not fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Nate. Go right now, Truebill.com slash Nate. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Nate. Also, our next uh, partner has a product I've started using every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I do not eat the best. I might have type 2 diabetes. (laughs) 
So I am trying to be more healthy and thought this would be a great way to start the morning. It is good. I had it today. Uh, I need all that vitamin stuff. And I don't even know what the vitamin stuff means. So you do this athletic greens and they're like, we got it. So it's uh, one scoop of athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, probiotics, and adaptogens. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I don't know how to pronounce them, but I need them. Uh, they taste great. I, I had it. T- I mean, today was great. It's just mm-hmm. you. I do the one scoop of powder with water. It's that easy. It was in a like a jug. You just shake it. Yeah. It's easy to do. Easy to do on the road. Contains less than one gram of sugar. Uh, no, with high quality ingredients that your body GMOs. No nasty. Oh, uh, no nasty chemicals or artificial uh, will actually absorb. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes like myself. <laughs> I threw my head in there. Uh, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Nate. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Nate to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. DraftKings also. It is Christmas week and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that will certainly put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win 150 in free bets if they are victorious. It is a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, your Christmas can still be merry. Everyone can play uh, for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NATELAND. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they are victorious. That is promo code NATELAND this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, and uh, also go to uh, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NATELAND. Finally. Uh Make sure we have it. Uh, Viore. I love Viore. I've been wearing it. I mean, I had it all on last night. Last night when I fell asleep early. You can wear this stuff. And I got up today and uh, wore it. We had something wrong with our shower. I turned the shower off. Wore my Viore to do that. Do everything. But I did sleep. I mean, I slept in last night. It's just so, it's just so nice. It is time for holiday shopping. You will want your friends and family to be comfortable and stylish this year. So take a look at Viore. We got ourselves some new things for fall. Laura got the performance jogger with the halo hoodie. And she says that it's very soft. She wore it uh, in Vegas all week during the day, like all weekend. looks great. I got a pair of performance joggers that I can wear anywhere. Brian and Aaron, you also, y'all got a few they things. got the joggers, man. The joggers. Love them. Yep. Wore the Titans game yesterday. Ooh, look at that. 
Viore is a new outlook on performance apparel, perfect if you are sick and tired of traditional old workout gear. It is so comfortable, you will want to wear it all the time. It can be used for just about any activity like running, training, yoga, but also great for lounging or weekend errands. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at vioreclothing.com slash Nate. That is V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash Nate. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders, over $75 in free returns. Go to vioreclothing.com slash Nate and discover the versatility of clothing, uh, the versatility of Viore clothing. All right, everybody. Uh, I'm going to raise this seat up. I think I had it down for something, a Zoom. Now we're, now we're cooking. It's a whole different vibe in here now. <laughs> it's up there. It's a power move. Uh, so, yeah, we did, we did Universe, two episodes of Universe. I wonder if people, you know, the second one comes out this week, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not out. People, I like it because people are like, man, they did one. And they're like, well, there's a second one. No, a lot of people are like, this, these people are so dumb. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? There's another one coming. Yeah. You don't even scratch the surface. <laughs> yeah. It was funny, though. Yeah, it was. That's the point. Yes. Obviously. When you watch yeah. this. We're not scientists. It's just trying to make you laugh. Uh-huh. That's all we want to do. I, Of course, I know nothing. And we're just trying to have a topic to talk about and try to make jokes. And uh, even though we're listed in an educational podcast, <laughs> we are educational. Uh-huh. You learned something. Yeah. You sure. learned today it's Orion and not Orion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dummy. You're right. I learned a lot. It's spelled O R I O N. Why would it not be Orion? Maybe it is, but I always heard it called Orion. Yeah, because y'all a bunch of doofuses don't know how to talk about the galaxy. Well, I learned that from uh, somebody commented, I love it, the universe, and all your references are from movies, (laughs) which is true. A lot of one of our commenters said that, like, all our universe. Man, I went too far down. I like to, I like to cross my legs underneath it. So I'm trying to. I gotta get the right amount. Mm-hmm. Did I go? This could be good. And I'm probably in the same spot I was in. Yeah, I think you are. You're right yeah. back where you started yeah. originally. Originally, mm-hmm. yeah. Someone commented very funny how all of our universe knowledge comes from sci-fi movies that we've seen, which is true. I mean, we had a lot of sci-fi. There was a lot of it. Yeah. Orion's yeah. Belt in Men in Black, the first one, that was a big part of. The plot, I think, was something was coming from Orion's Belt. I think that's how I know it from Men in Black. Yeah, I think I just think they got it wrong. It yeah. was Orion's Belt, <laughs> and so that's why that movie was not successful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they only made five of them. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. I, my sister bought me Men in Black. They ever told the story like on Christmas one time, and uh, I had you know I was. So at 10 years older, I was 18, she was eight or nine. And uh, she bought, or she didn't buy it. Like, but they got, she was giving me as my Christmas present, Men in Black, the movie. And then uh, she asked me before she gave it to me, she goes, is Men in Black your favorite movie? And then I said, I, I hated that movie. I don't even know why I said that yet. I like it. I don't even know why I said it because I was 18 and you're stupid. And uh-huh. You're just dumb and you say dumb stuff. Yeah. And then she started crying, and then she gave me it to me. Then I was like, well, it's my favorite movie I've ever watched. And then I changed. Uh, and so now it's my favorite movie. <laughs> Makes a scream. I like it because it's the Scream and Men in Black. 
Yeah, because uh, yeah, Abigail got it to me when she was little. It was like you're so – there's so much stuff when you're – like you're. why would I ever say I yeah. hate that? Yeah. I don't even care about movies that much. Uh-huh. And you're like, why would I have this stance on men to go, well, that's a dumb movie. Like I don't even, you know – and never say you hate something right before somebody gives you a gift. Yeah. You know? You know, yeah. they're hating. Well, I did not know. Hate. Oh, yeah. This wasn't like I mean, Christmas was, morning or something. It might have been. Uh, <laughs> She's holding your present. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, she told me already what it was. Maybe that was her fault. Maybe Abigail shouldn't have said anything. It was, uh, yeah, it was just, just, you think back about when you're 18, you're just, you're just so, you're, you're, you can be mean, you can mm-hmm. be. You say, and everybody's like that, and you're just, and then you, as the older you get, again, you just look and you go, what, who, yeah. what would I, why would I ever care uh-huh. in a million years about me? You just go, yeah, yeah, I like it. Or I don't know. You mm-hmm. have no opinion on it. But uh, last time I talked to her. So, <laughs> say, was this before or after you <laughs> warned her about her plane going down in Mexico? Oh, yeah. I didn't do that. We talked about that on here. I forgot the details, but. Ah, I don't remember the details. I don't remember it either. Uh, you know, when you have a sister that's, yeah, 10 years younger, you, you say a lot of cr- – some of it is to be funny. That was funny to do that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but now she works with us. So there will be a lot more of that yeah. where that came from because now she's old enough. So now right, I can right, say right, – right. I might tell her what I really think about Men in Black. I might do it today. Uh, uh, so uh, one of our most requested topics – it has been the office. Yeah, we should do it one time. <laughs> uh, we all love the office. I was going to ask you guys: Were you on board out of the gate? It took me a little time because I loved the British version of the office. I still do. I think it's great, Ricky Gervais. Mm-hmm. So when I started watching the American one, at first I was like, I was a little snobby. I was like, this, yeah. these they're ruining it, right? But obviously, I changed on that. Now, I, I mean, I soon loved it. Uh. No, I, I I liked it from the, you know I liked the British Office. I but I I don't I take that stuff always wrong. When someone says they like the British Office, I always take it like you you like the regular one too. You're just mm-hmm. trying to say something that trying to sound smart. You're trying to sound smart. It's like saying you preferred the book to the yeah. movie. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And I always just think like, maybe it goes back to when like you're younger, and I take it like that though. So if someone says it, I'm like, I don't think you really care. Uh-huh. I think you did. Like Michael Scott's unreal. Mm-hmm. Like he does a great job, Steve Carell. Like it's he's so funny, and I could see maybe at the beginning you're like, but I mean I would think you you would be like, hey, I'm excited to see what they're gonna. And the British Office wasn't like it was this major major hit. It was over there. We were, I mean, how did we even see it? Because of yeah, I mean, I bought the DVD. It was on BBC, and I don't know about the DVD. It was, it was like I would say most people didn't know about it. I didn't. I don't know if I knew about it until the American office. Yeah, mm-hmm. most people that was the way it was. And so then, so then that's how they find out about it. And they're like, "Well, I like the British one first. And you're like, "Well, at least be either be honest with me and say you watched it in live as it was airing, mm-hmm. or tell me the truth and you found out about it afterwards. And you're like, but the British is still so funny because mm-hmm. the British is so funny. I like the regular office over the British office." There's more episodes. A lot more. The British yeah. one was like 14 episodes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And yeah. a 90-minute special. And the American one's over 200 episodes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which is my cup today. Worlds. There it is. So many people can compare you to Michael Scott. 
and every time now I watch an episode of The Office, there's something he'll say <laughs> that reminds me so much <laughs> of you. He, uh, the, How, the, the only sad part to that is this is my real life. <laughs> uh, but he was loved. <laughs> I but just understand again. This is when everybody thinks I'm too hard on y'all. Like you're calling me maybe the dumbest character that's ever lived on television. <laughs> and I and it's not like oh you remind me of him. It's like you're regular every when you wake up in the morning. You're just that. Mm-hmm. You're dumb. And I'm not. And I am. I'm Even, smart in my other ways. Right. 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 Even his arguments are so. I just watched the one Women's Appreciation Day, yeah. and he's like. I can't remember exactly, but he's like, women appreciation, the conference room, 15 minutes. And Jim was like, how are you qualified to talk about women? He's like, oh, I don't know, James. I was born from a woman. Yeah. I, his arguments are just so like, just like you, <clears throat> just like, you know, like, all right, well, technically, I guess. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. but the one I just watched was the where they, there's the fire safety drill, and then they do the dummy where Dwight cuts the, and, yeah. <laughs> and they said, you just destroyed a $3,500 and he goes, $5,300 for a dummy? Yeah. And they just look at him like, what? And they move on. Yeah. Michael Scott said that? Yeah. 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 So he's dyslexic, too. With numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, I think we talked about it. It's a different term. I know. I can't remember tell if I want to go figure out if I'm dyslexic. It's like you're kind of crushing it with it right now. You know what I mean? I know, but I don't want to say it. I think I am. I just think I am, and I'm not. I don't know if I am. Yeah. I probably have to be though. I, I don't. I could be just dumb. <laughs> they diagnose you with that. They I'm go, the I don't. What if you're not anything? Like, I go to have diabetes. They go, you might as well have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're going to tell me. Am I dyslexic? Just tell people you're a little bit of everything. You got a little sprinkle here, a little sprinkle here. We can't even cure it because it's not even enough to be cured, but it's enough to affect your everyday life. Mm-hmm. But I noticed you've been reading better. So If I slow, but it's got to slow down. Yeah. If I slow down and like really look at what I'm saying. Yeah. But I do the, yeah. But I get long, all right. Well, that's all right. I, uh, I mean, is The Office your, well, no, West Wing's your favorite show, but. Sitcom? That's my favorite show, but The Office I've probably watched the most. It's the most rewatchable show to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's more popular now than even when it went off. Oh, has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like Seinfeld. People just watch, they put it on, they just let it, let it I play. don't know if it's more popular. Than what? Than when, when it, it was on. When it was aired, it was people were watching it. I think the Netflix resurgence was it's bigger than it ever was. I mean, it was the number one show on Netflix. I mean, it account I saw some stat. It was like uh it accounted for like forty percent of all Netflix oh. streams was the office. Yeah. I, I could have uh, completely made that up. It was uh I, yeah, I I mean it was it was just a it's an amazing show. That, but that's what I mean. Like that's why I liked it. Like that's why, and if someone still goes, no, I still like the British one, you're like, well, you're being ridiculous. Look, I don't think The Office ended gracefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ended badly, but uh, you're like, come on, dude. Like, it's, it's, it's unreal. It's, it's un, there's not a better show. Like, it's so funny. It's so good. Uh, every character, they just knocked it out of the park. So in 2020, Americans watched 57 billion minutes of The Office on, uh, on streaming platforms, 
The next highest show was Grey's Anatomy on Netflix with $39 billion. So we're talking, yeah, $20 billion more minutes than any other really? show. I mean, it's, it's huge, man. Yeah. It's crazy. They're all still watching these shows that are older. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, I don't know how these people don't figure this out. And... Ne- in all these networks and streamings like they they go like you know i mean the office that the way they're shooting that show kind of changed everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh which was a big deal but it's like I, I never understand how like some of these all of these the most 10 most viewed likes i guess it's the licensed shows but i think they do better than they do better on netflix you know people are just it's funny it's like I mean, Netflix is starting to, that's what Netflix is doing, though. Netflix is starting to figure out to make these shows. Because, I mean, if these networks don't figure this out, because uh, they're still making good shows, but then they're, like, chasing something wrong, I think. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is not. So Netflix just buys the shows, gets the people on there, shows the people want to watch it, and then Netflix can eventually just be like, well, we're start make, like we're starting to make shows that are going to be like this, and you, you will only come here. You won't eat. It'll be all our original shows. That's where, where Jeff Bezos summoned Amazon or whatever to make the next Game of Thrones. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Summoned? Just mean like, I want you guys to create the next Game of Thrones. He told Amazon that. Was it Amazon? Well, it was. I know it had we, we were talking about over uh, last weekend is Amazon's doing a Lord of the Rings series. Mm-hmm. They're going to spend over a billion dollars on it. Yeah. Just the amount of money that's thrown into that is insane, man. Yeah. And they're trying to, yeah. Trying to do it. Yeah, it could, yeah. But it's not all about money. I mean, it's like stuff's got to be, the office, it couldn't have cost that much to shoot. No. Like it's, and it's, it would hold up to be, I think you're going to have as much fun enjoyment of watching that billion dollars of Lord of the Rings versus the office. You're going to watch it, enjoy them both. Do you feel like that's part of why the show's rewatchable is that it's just, it's so easier to simple. watch. It's in yes. an office. It's yes. in a yeah, familiar place. Yeah, it's like it's just it's about the jokes. It's like you know the characters. You're not surprised by anything. It's not like you're having to follow along. People get tired of like you're. I mean, you got to think. It's all day, every day. Is like your phone's going off. Everybody's technically the busiest. These people are busier than they would have been in the fifties and sixties mm-hmm. because that would have been you just went to work and then you went home and there wasn't that much to watch on TV. Your phone never rang. <laughs> Like, you know, maybe talk to the neighbors, but it's very simple. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like you're talking to, I mean, you got to think like during an office hour of like an old job in the 60s, you talk to that, those people, every, that you talk to probably five times that amount of people. And that could be like a real big company. Mm-hmm. Could be like, I talked to eight people today. And you're like, I've talked to 40 mm-hmm. by noon. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot. And I do it, ev- and it text, never lets email. up. Text, e- it never lets up. Social media, like it never, you're talking to, you have a hundred conversations going on in a hundred different scenarios. So it's like when you go back to watch like an office or something, like Lord of the Rings is like, all right, we spent all this money. You're like, I guess I got to pay attention if I want to really enjoy it. And then you're like, I, I don't, I don't care. I just can't. I don't want to, I can't, you know, you can be in the right mood for it. You know, if it's your, <laughs> if it's like your thing. But you got to be really in the right mood. I got to be in the right mood to watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like I got to be like, if I, I'll get out of the mood of not watch. Like I won't want to watch The Office, right? You know, and you're just kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like you know. I mean, like right now I'm going through all these. I'd rather just watch an old movie mm-hmm. uh, than some stuff. 
I've started to recognize that in myself that I, I'll start something and be like, I am not in the right mood and oh, I'm not yeah. going to enjoy this. Yeah. I went to see Deadpool, the movie Deadpool, in a crowded theater and it started and I walked out like a minute in because Ryan Reynolds made a joke and everybody, the whole theater laughed and I go, I'm not in the mood to yeah. watch this. Yeah. <laughs> so I just got up and left and went to a bar and waited for my friends to leave. Oh, you wow. just go, I'm not going to, if I'm yeah. not going to enjoy this, why would I sit and watch the whole thing? A lot of people don't have that money to waste like you do. <laughs> and so they just have to sit through it. You know, <laughs> you, you spent money to then go leave and go spend money at somewhere else. What's this? That's what's called a sunk cost, right? Is the money's already been spent. Yeah. So why, why do I feel like I need to. Did you Stay illegally in. download it when you watched it the next time? I had never, never You've never seen watched it? it? Never watched it again. So will you try to do it for free? Yeah, I'll find it and I'll wait if I'm in the right mood. So you feel like you get the money back. <laughs> yeah. How would I feel you like I'll finally get my money's worth. Yeah. yeah. So you're by yourself, took your small and more money, and went and watched <laughs> it, and then you're like, just I'm out. No, this was I was probably man, this is I was probably college when the movie came out. Yeah. What'd your yeah. friends say? They were like, where did you go? I, I, just, I could tell I wasn't going to enjoy it. You left the whole movie, and at the end of it, they go, where'd you go? Yeah. Oh, Very, they, they like, stayed in there? Oh, they stayed and enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Oh, I thought they you just, by yourself. I met so they didn't ask any more questions? And where, I mean, you've been gone for two hours. <laughs> no, I think they were like, they get it. <laughs> they got it. <laughs> how do they not? How does one of them not leave and go, are you okay? Or text you. You have phones then. No one texted and said, hey, man, are you cool? I don't remember. Probably not. To be honest with you, I think that is maybe I thought I'd. If I went, went to, to the, the movies with my buddies and then left at the very beginning of it <laughs> and didn't show up again until I left the. I would. I, there's a little more than what's up, man? Where'd you go? Like, are they just to, you know? I think I look. I think the first joke that I didn't think was funny got a huge laugh. I looked over and I go, "Yeah, I'm out." You yeah. know, and I think they got it. Oh, and they go, yeah. "We'll catch up with you after." Yeah. yeah, I think we just kind of. So there's probably a little more. I could like, see it in my eyes. Hey, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go. This. I'm just not. You right. just said I'm not feeling this right now. Right. I'm gonna go. So you at least said that. <laughs> I gave them. Yeah, I gave them. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. got it. Okay. I just like to hear the whole story. Yeah. Uh, well, the uh, the. But that I that is a good thing to realize when you're not in the mood. Mm -hmm. uh, so I love Narcos. Like I always love that, and I haven't started this season yet, just because I know I haven't. Like, I love it. And I try to watch the first episode, and I was excited, but then I'm like, I was just too busy and too, I, I wasn't going to be able to, like, focus. And I was like, well, I want to watch this, mm -hmm. and I don't want to, like, not like it because I'm just too, right. like, and I'm not in this space. So uh, I haven't watched it yet. Don't force it. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm still, but I for some reason can pay attention to these old movies. Even if you don't know the know them that well, yeah, I don't know any of them. I, mean, I didn't know any of Angels Fallen, London Has Fallen. They're changing my life. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching them and being like, you know, <laughs> I see it. You know, Olympia Has Fallen. I watched all three. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. And, yeah. and those are recent movies, right? Uh, no, I don't know. So it's the not last like, decade or so, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, have they really advanced so much? Were the plots so much more complex now? I just think they're, they were just on, they were just nailing it back then. <laughs> they were just, Olympus has fallen. It's about, or some of it's like, some of it's like the government can be bad and like all this stuff, or like it's some stuff like that where you're like, they're just on, you're just like, yeah. They're just like, yeah, they're on like a point where you're like, oh, wow, that's making good points. I don't know. Yeah. Some of it is just, 
I don't, not to saying they all do, but right. Yeah. Well, the office got off to kind of a rocky start ratings wise, and then they pivoted away from the British version style and started making Michael Scott more likable. Yeah. Uh, less like Ricky Gervais's character, David Brent. And- Ricky Gervais is likable when he's mean. Uh, and Steve Carell's not. And so that that's just that's just like there's no even I don't think there's even an acting thing in that. It's like Ricky Gervais is the character he was is kind of you see him in stand up, it's like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, is he lovable in the same way that Michael Scott became lovable? Though? I think he was in the like he was I think you he was in in you he was a loser. They're both losers. Mm-hmm. Right. But his loserness was like he was trying to be cool, but you were like, Oh, there's a sweet guy under there and right. he's just trying to right. he's got an earring or something or you're like right. he's trying to do all this kind of stuff and steve carell is a loser but he's lovable but in a different like he wears the suit every day to work and like like Ray gervais could come in and trying to be dressed a little cooler or something mm-hmm. like he doesn't have a jacket on but he has his tie and his sleeves rolled up and like that kind of like you're like oh this guy is like is he's trying to be something he's not yeah and that works with Ricky Gervais and Steve Carell. You're like, you need to have the suit on and just be, just be dumb, mm-hmm. you know. But, but he has heart. Yeah. Like his is he's you know like again the Jim, uh, the Pam episode with the yeah. uh, the uh, business school, the business, business school, school with art, and he goes, that's beautiful. Like yeah. he's a simple minded, but he's very happy for the person, and he sees, and so it's like you're. You're doing the same thing. Their likableness is just coming from a different place. And one of the main ways they made it more likable, they gave him a full head of hair. Yeah. Was Between he, seasons one and two. Was he bald? He they, was balding. He was uh, more he, slick in real life. It was slick back, yes, a little balding, and, it, and he looked kind of slimy, like a like a yeah. used car salesman. Yeah. And then they gave him a full head of hair. Yeah. He also got ripped because he was filming 40-Year-Old Virgin, right? So he was like, great shape, mm-hmm. full head of hair, more lovable looking. But you guy. couldn't tell he was in great shape. No, no, because wearing the suit. Yeah, yeah, they wore it big to yeah. not show it. Right. Yeah, that's a what less I did. of a chin. I yeah. guess you can kind of tell. Uh, yeah, I mean, because that's a big deal. If they would have showed him ripped. Yeah, and you can see it occasionally, like I, the one where he comes up with the golden ticket idea, mm-hmm. and it backfires, and he goes dumps the suit in the. <laughs> thing and then he's wearing like a jogger and a t-shirt and yeah. you can tell he's in re- really good shape uh-huh. yeah yeah they uh they changed the setting the first season was shot in a real life office in culver city california and then they transitioned to a soundstage for the second season and they rebuilt it perfect replica and they made his office a little bit bigger to accommodate cameras and they could now control the weather and they made the lights in the office brighter oh oh they changed the tonal. They said the tonal shift. The British yeah. one's kind of dark, and dark, darker. and it's it's yeah. much more shaky cam, like a real documentary. Kind it's of thing. Uh, it's shot like British, like yeah. it feels like British, like you know, and yeah, it should be shot differently. You got to mix it up and do something different. It probably is a little darker over there, isn't it? I've never been more rain. I think of England. I think, I it's think a it little, is a little drearier. Yep. Yeah. We lived in Slough, which is just sounds like a dreary. <laughs> place that's their scranton that's yeah. oh it was slough slough yeah and i think the american version i think their address was slough or something like that oh okay that's is cool. a 
you know, they just found a small town, Scranton, yeah. Slough, which is just outside England. I mean, uh, London. Yeah, just outside England. <laughs> yeah. The show didn't do great in the ratings at the start, but it took up four of the top five slots on downloaded uh, TV shows on iTunes. Huh. So that's how people really, they found that it wasn't just white collar workers, it was young audiences. That's watching. how I found the show. I remember I downloaded the Christmas episode on iTunes. Yeah. I had never seen the show, but it was one of the top downloaded and I bought it for like a dollar ninety nine, and loved it. That's it, how I was exposed to it. So be, I didn't even know people were buying shows like that. It was one of the first you could do that with. I remember oh. I was blown away. You could just buy a TV episode. Yeah. And I got that, that Christmas episode. And then did you buy all of them? No, I don't think so. Did you start watching them regular? Uh, on and off. It wasn't until the show had ended and was on the streaming platforms that I really, dug, oh, really? dug into it. Yeah. But it, if it's one of those shows, it's like South Park for me. If it's on, back in the day, if it's on, I'd, I'd watch it. I'd be like, oh, this is great. Yeah. But I just, for whatever reason, it took me a while to sit down and actually yeah, yeah. You know, dive in. Yeah. So people audition for the part. Adam Scott, you guys know him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He auditioned for Jim Halpert, Seth Rogen, auditioned for Dwight Schrute. Eric Stone Street auditioned for Kevin. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. Angela auditioned for Pam. Bob Odenkirk auditioned for Michael Scott. And he came back at a later episode. Yeah. Won the he could have probably done it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't, I, you could see it. Uh, Bob Odenkirk could have done it. But it was, I mean, I don't, and like, you know, you'd done it and you would just, like, he's about the only one, even when they did it, you know, he's just so, he was great in it mm-hmm. when he, when they had him, mm-hmm. when he was in the office, uh, he was funny, but Steve Carell was. There's yeah. Eric Stone Street, that's Kevin. He would have nailed it. Judah Friedlander, too. I think he, he auditioned Maybe. on there. Yeah, yeah, I remember. There's a compilation video on YouTube of all the audition tapes of people that are now super famous. It's yeah. pretty fun to watch. Yeah. They were on the right track, basically, right. of everybody they got. Uh-huh. It's funny to go, like, was Seth Rogen not huge at that point? I thought he was. I thought, but maybe not. Uh, He's probably on the verge. Yeah. It's funny to think. Like who they got? Uh, what's his face? Uh, bomb, uh, Baumgart or Brian Baumgartner? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's funny, but they do go with him. I didn't know him from other. Was he in other stuff before? I don't know. Uh, but maybe you would have. But I mean, they actually did a good job of like you know you don't go after whoever, you don't go after the flashy. You're you know like or I'm not saying he's not flashy, but it's mm-hmm. but it's like Seth Rogen or something or you know. But Eric, I guess, was not. Because this was before Modern Family. Ruth was watching uh, Four Christmases this weekend. The Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Burns in it, which I had no idea. Uh, and then uh, I didn't see him, but she said Brian Bodgarder was in it, just as a small role. Oh, uh, yeah. I, so I guess that came out before The Office. Yeah. I can't remember. John Krasinski, uh, when he auditioned, he was waiting in the room to go in. A man eating a salad asked him, are you nervous? And he said, no, not really. You either get these things or you don't. What I'm really nervous about is the show. I love the British show so much, and Americans have a tendency to really screw these opportunities up. I just don't know how I'll live for myself if they screw up the show and ruin it for me. And then the man responded, I'm Greg Daniels, the executive producer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's a story that almost doesn't seem real, like too good to be true, but I guess it is. Uh, I could see it. (laughs) If you're auditioning, if he's high up, uh, in the audition process, 
then he's you're in front of mm-hmm. you know they're in the waiting he, room eating a salad. That's what's I know, but like so I'm saying, you know, it's like when you think of auditions. So when you do an audition, like when you do them some at the beginning, like no one like the casting, some casting person's there. Sometimes it's not even that main casting person. Mm-hmm. It's the level that you're at. And then the higher you get, which I'd imagine John Krasinski was probably getting like, you know, this dude's about to get something. Mm-hmm. And so the higher they get when they come in, it's a big deal. Like they got they, like some of them won't audition unless the mate just for my pilot, I know, like uh, Katie, Kate Hazelton, who ended up playing my wife, when she, I didn't read with her when she first came in, because I was like, I thought of it as like, I don't even know if I'm good. So I didn't want to ruin, <laughs> I was so scared that I would ruin their, I don't want, you know, to the network to think that they're, you know, like, well, this girl's not good. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it's like, she's not good because I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. And then I had a little bit of fear of, like, what if they look at me and they go, well, golly, this guy's bad. So, and I've never done any of this. So I was like, I don't want to read. Well, she, she was like, there's people that are, she was one of the hotter names. So uh, there's, there's a list of, I mean, there's, it's not a huge list, but you, you, you can get a list of people, mm-hmm. but there's a smaller list of like, look, these are the ones these networks want. These networks want these people in these shows. And so Kate, uh, uh, Katie was, she was one of the top ones. And, uh, so she came in and I didn't read with her and I talked to her about it afterwards and I was like, Oh, did you think that was bad? She goes, yeah. I mean, she called her agent after and was like, I thought he was reading with me because it, it would mean that like this is more real. It's like because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean she could she was at the point of going she's not offer only, but she's a, what's that mean? Like if you just like they have to offer it to you or you or you don't have to audition. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, but she was like there's some people that are offer only, mm. and uh, like yeah. if you wanted I mean I'm you not that we did this, but if you wanted Jennifer Aniston like you yeah. just got to offer the you're not gonna yeah. make her read you yeah, can't okay. make her read. okay so. Uh, uh, she was like at the point of like uh, she was close though to be all, like mm-hmm. she you know she still but if you she came in it was like hey she needs to read with me and you know mm-hmm. and like the, she's high up on the we need to tell her a real answer it's not when you're newer where I was when I auditioned like you go do it you would have to go to a bunch more mm-hmm. so Krasinski I'm sure Greg Daniels probably wasn't mm-hmm. like the everybody would have been in there because they're they're getting to the point of like we're deciding. And so we need to all see who this, you know, who this person is. Mm-hmm. I auditioned once for Krasinski on a something, and uh, he was in the room. It was for a Bud Light. I think it was a Bud Light commercial. <laughs> oh, really? And uh, he was, like, producing it. And it was, like, the first thing that he was, like, kind of producing. So it was, like, a commercial. It was, like, a funny commercial. I mean, The Office has already been on and all this stuff. Uh, I was writing my show with uh, Halstead Sullivan, uh, at the time who wrote uh, the office uh, and then he so I was I go into audition for it and I remember I had him he was laughing so hard but I wasn't just the fit for that so we uh, I like I remember he was dying laughing I was like dude I might get it like he was losing it and then but then I ended up seeing the commercial and I was like yeah I just didn't fit in that commercial and it was, I think it came out. It was a, maybe a Bud Light commercial. Maybe you can see if John Krasinski produced it. Look and see if there's one. Yeah. But I just didn't, I didn't, like what I did didn't fit with the people they were booking. Yeah. Uh, but then after, I remember, so I parked and I was like, oh, that went good. I got to meet him. I was like, that's that's awesome. And I actually saw him later on, like somewhere else, like yeah. on, in LA. 
and he remembered me. Uh, really? Yeah, because and I was with. He was like, oh, he's like, because it was like he was really funny. Uh, maybe it it's hold my beer. Was it something? To do yeah. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Super Bowl commercial, maybe. Well, that's fifteen yeah. minutes. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find it right after that. Yeah, it's uh. So they uh. But anyway, so I do that audition right, and like that was the one like uh when you would do these auditions, er, like I I think I was always a person that everybody liked, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Like it's either you want me or you don't. Mm-hmm. And so when I would go in, they would it could be like I like this guy, but you're I'm just too different. Like I'm mm-hmm. not. I don't fit in with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so I just wouldn't get anything. I don't like that's why I'd get callbacks where they you do one and they call you back to go, you know, which is a good sign. They call you back, let's see you again, because they're like, is this guy it? And mm-hmm. then the second time that you're like, nah, he was not. <laughs> uh but I remember my car got broken into that day. I was and I was having to record my I had my set list that night. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. That night, I was recording my my uh, my hour set for Comedy Central yeah. to tape my hour the the full time Magic special, so I was having to record it so I could send it to Comedy Central so they could hear the hour special to make sure like all right we like it let's do it mm-hmm. and uh, I left that audition from Krasinski I was like feeling good and I go to my car my window smashed my backpack's <laughs> gone and uh, I think they got my laptop I, you know and I and I'm a I don't care about stuff getting mm-hmm. taken the only thing i uh not in a like a i can aff- i couldn't afford any of this stuff mm-hmm. again i didn't have any money but it was i just you know it's like hey, you figure it out yeah and then uh but they, my jokes were my note card was stolen that was oh. my set list of what i was doing that night all that was in there and i that now i take pictures of my set list because i because of that day uh, but because it was like I didn't have anything, so I was having to go off memory, and so then I was so scared I was going to like miss just some little stuff here and there, and I was like trying to go through my set, and I wrote it all down as quick as I can. So mm-hmm. yeah, I can't find a video of these, but this is a write up about the hold my beer, yeah, a bunch of digital shorts. Okay, yeah, it was those. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah Adam be. Ray's in it because Adam Ray got it. Oh, is that him in the background? I think that's him in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That could have been you with the shirt. Could have been me. <laughs> I could have been one of them, and they and they said no. <laughs> but he but he laughed a lot. That's really so. Cool. He was yeah. He was very nice. When Krasinski got the part, he auditioned. He uh, met with different paper companies employees to learn about the role, and he went to Scranton just to learn about the town. And the footage you see at the beginning of the in the open of the show is shot by him. The kind oh, of yeah. grainy footage of Scranton yeah. and stuff. He shot that just driving around Scranton. So he went and he actually. Research the role. Mm-hmm. See, that's where, that's what I just don't, that's why I'd have to create my own show. Like, yeah. cause it's, I just, like, as an actor, that's such a different mindset. Uh-huh. And that's a thing that you have to go do. And I just would never, I don't know, there's something like, you know, I think actors have like a different, where they like playing. You do that though, and in your own way in comedy. I mean, it's your real life. You get out there, you learn about what's going on, you don't sit in your hotel room. Yeah, and but it's me going through it. Yeah, it's so just, I guess I'm the. You do so many things that an actor would say I could never do that. As far as just the commitment to it, yeah, as much as anything. But I have a hard time. Uh, yeah, there's oh, Adam, we could hear Adams. Oh, Adams on the podcast. Yeah, and then Adam. Uh, yeah, is maybe he got it. <laughs> Dead gummit, Adam. <laughs> you know. Uh, 
they uh yeah no they do that i think i like doing it though because it's like it's me i don't know if i could do it imagining if someone else Mm -hmm. like if you're like playing a character i always i just don't ever that always seems weird to me like when someone plays a bad character and they're like this guy's a real jerk and you're like well it's you that's what I always think when they interview the actor after. <laughs> yeah. They go, yeah, well, I had to get in the mindset of just a real psycho. And you're like, yeah, but you were that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even you, though it's you not. Did it. But you yeah. you yeah. got in there. Like they always like, sometimes they can be, I, I just take stuff. It doesn't make sense. I take it as a way like they think they're better than the character. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but you're the. You get like a free pass that you got to like yell all that mean stuff on TV uh-huh. or in a movie. This is not The Office, obviously, right. but whatever movies like you got to make fun of this guy and be mean about this guy, and it could be a bad person, you know. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, that wasn't me though. I'm just a really good actor. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. But it was you. But it was you. But you yelled those words. I mean, that's not. That's when I would. I would never do a southern when they would have to do southern. Uh, I'd get like some. Thing that was like I, I need to be a southern racist, right? In a movie, I was like, I'm not gonna go do this. Like, right. I don't, I don't think that you're like it's the same thing. You're like, I don't know this guy. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm here. Yeah, I don't know who's this southern racist guy that you yeah. want me to be. Who's this? Character? But then it's the yeah. same thing. It's like it was, it's every southern racist character is just like that's what you think we're doing down here. And I always t- and I always took it as that. I think you think I'm that. Yeah. I would take it very personal, and that and that you know what I heard learned hurts you in acting. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts you, and you can't take it. I think they're thinking of me, like you know, we wrote this part for you, and it's just the (laughs) most racist character of all time. And you're like, is that what you think I'm doing? They're like, no, it's just a character. Like, (laughs) but you think, but I'm southern, so you, I think you're thinking about me, like Uh even though you're not thinking of me, but like we're all his name's Nate, yeah. They don't even change it. They don't even change. But it's like you're all, but you're talking about my family and my friends and like my, yeah. it's all of us together. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know. I yeah. Don't. Yeah. Here yep. we are. That's why I started a podcast. Yeah. I'm acting like I haven't had a great time with y'all. So, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, how good, how good would that be? If I was like, you know. you're like, guys, we're joking, but yeah, uh, it's still you. It's you're still, the one that says yeah. the mean stuff to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I say it. So you should be, I did, that's right, I did say it. I don't mean it, though. That's what they should say. Uh, Phyllis was a casting agent for the show, and then they said, you should just be Phyllis. And, of course, she was. Before that, she was an NFL cheerleader and a burlesque dancer. She was? Yeah. Who's she cheerlead for? Uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Wow. <laughs> Do they have pictures of that? I don't know. I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, she. that's pretty crazy that uh, she did, you know, she was just the casting, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they all probably got to think that now. I mean, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. She said mm. she loved football. She could watch the games, dance, and look at the cute guys across the field. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's great on the show, man. Yeah, I mean, that's – yeah, that's uh, she did. Yeah, she was awesome. I mean, that's such a, that's why like casting is casting is everything, and for you to, I think it's hard for some shows not to go after like the, the famous person because mm-hmm. you're looking at them and you're like, I mean, I'm you know when you're looking when you're auditioning and you're like, I know who these people are, 
they're famous. Mm-hmm. I think The Office purposely went after no names. It's hard, but yeah. but it's hard to not go after no names. Mm-hmm. You have to be in the business enough to be able to be confident enough to not go after yeah. no names. Yeah. If I would have ever got my show earlier, like ten years ago or something, when I tried, I don't have a show now, so I haven't got it. But if like I would have gotten one of those. I mean, I, I could have get talked into every famous because you had been like, I can't believe I'm even getting to meet this mm-hmm. person. Yeah, yeah. And so you'd be like, yeah, that's crazy. And you got to be, I, I think, confident enough in your thing that you created that you go, no, I don't really need. And I mean, sometimes you do need that person, uh, but sometimes you like, I don't want a famous person. I want someone that no one really knows that would fit more with what yeah. we're trying to do. Especially since The Office, I feel like so much of it is like hyper realism mm-hmm. and it's yeah. a mockumentary. The mm-hmm. fact that they're, they just look like regular people, a lot of them, and mm-hmm. you don't recognize them as stars that all. That yeah, all Steve Carell was, you can be somewhat famous. Right. Uh, I mean, he didn't become that famous until, yeah. you know, the show had already started. Yeah, yeah. But before he got it, you knew him from, the Daily, Daily show. show. And so, but I, but I mean, that's what I mean. You can be, but you weren't, there's a difference between having a, people knowing who you are and then being a celebrity. Uh, where like every, like it's where you, everywhere you go, like, you know, mm-hmm. like I know, like I, it's, yeah, like it's like everybody, everybody just knows who you are. There's a gigantic difference. You go see David Spade walk around. Everybody knows who David Spade is. They see him and they go, "I know that." Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah. They everybody knows who they are, and so there's but there's a difference of that and that. So Steve Carell before it was like, I, we knew who he was because the Daily Show being in comedy, he was very funny. A lot of people knew who he was, uh, but the world didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And then The Office came, and now everybody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, you would do those auditions for your pilot, and sometimes you would talk to me and tell me who I was auditioning. It's always for the parents, it's people from my generation. Yeah. And yeah. I would always be like, oh my gosh, Patrick Duffy. Yeah. You gotta get him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did it from step by step? Well, I know him from Dallas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's J.R. Ewing's brother, yeah. Bobby yeah. Ewing. Uh-huh. So it was always people I would I would have been the one of like the first person I knew that's him. We got to go yeah. with him. But he used a little uh restraint, I guess. Uh yeah, well he was great. They're all great. You just kind of I mean we didn't. We got we ended up being the But was it because they're famous because they were the best part? They were just very very good together. Yeah. Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Joe Rupp. Yeah. Uh and I mean they're bringing that back on Netflix. They were mm-hmm. just so unbelievable. In the episode where Jim proposes to Pam, they wanted to use a real rest stop on Merritt Parkway, but it would cost $100,000. Plus they wanted to wouldn't be able to use fake rain, which is important to the scene. So they built a replica of the parkway in a rest stop. The shot ended up, ended up costing $250,000. But Greg Daniel said it's the most expensive and elaborate shot we've ever done, but it's also the highlight of five years of storytelling. Yeah. I would have wow. never guessed that wasn't a real rest stop. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a real, yeah. It's two, so why don't you just do a real rest stop? I guess it's hard. Yeah, I mean, he said that one would cost 100000 and they wanted rain. It seemed like yeah. they could wait for some rain, but... yeah. I guess you want you got to get really lucky. Yeah, that is good. You got to get really lucky. Uh, you can see all the drinks inside to see mm-hmm. the person. It looks super real, man. Yeah, it's like you could do it, and then you. But it's funny if you don't dress it up or have it, you know, mm-hmm. 
put like that, it could look terrible. There's a big, I've heard on some podcasts, there's a big debate over whether the listeners should be able to hear what they say in this moment, Mm. this proposal. So many of the offices, like uh, the more intimate moments are actually filmed from afar, like the cameraman secretly filming them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a big debate whether to just let this, you just see it happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that would have been really cool. I think they ended up, you ended up hearing it. Oh, you did hear it? Yeah, you did yeah. hear him ask her to marry him. Yeah. 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 But oh, I, th- I didn't think you did. You can hear it. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the, maybe I'm getting it mixed up with uh, when Michael leaves and Pam runs to the airport and yeah. says goodbye to him, uh-huh. you can't hear what they say. And the producers told her, just go tell him what you would really say to him. And she did. She said she was real tears and she just told Steve Carell that she loved him and would miss him and goodbye to him. Yeah. And they just let it roll. That's That's awesome. Yeah. There's a couple moments like that. There's also a moment where uh, Jim gives Pam the letter that he put in the teapot. Yeah. And finally lets her read it. Yeah. And I've heard that he actually wrote a letter to Jenna Fisher, the actress, a personal letter to her, and that's her reading the actual letter on, oh, that's cool. on the episode. Oh, wow. That's her real reaction. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Gas station's fake, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fraud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the show finale, they kept Steve Carell so secret that um, they kept it out of the dailies. Didn't want anybody to know at the table read, they had uh, Creed <laughs> read <laughs> Michael Scott's lines. Uh, Creed Bratton in the season finale in the series finale series. when she came back for Dwight's wedding. oh at the very very end the very last yeah. steps yeah, the yeah, real yeah. he doesn't talk though right he has a few lines he has a uh, line he said it's like you watched your kids grow up and marry each other yeah <laughs> it's every parent's dream yeah <laughs> yeah he said I think he has a that's what she said and stuff like that yeah. I mean it's very few lines yeah but he didn't want it to be about him no mm-mm but that is that's a weird thing. Like if you don't want it to be about you, I get it. And it's their time because he's been gone. But you're like, but that's what I mean. He's like, he wanted it to be about those actors. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're like, but it's not about the actors, it's about the audience. Mm. And the audience is who you made the show. The audience is the reason this show is what it is. I mean, it's because of these actors, but that you you do it for the what the audience would want. It's not uh you know what I mean? It's not like I I understand the sweetness of it to be like he was so famous then he doesn't want to come back to overshadow like all the work that they've done. Yeah. But it's kind of like it's the work that all of you done. Yeah. And it's the reason you get to be where you're at is because of your greatness and how great you are in the writing of this show. But you only get that because that audience wants to see that. And so there's a weird line. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they. I think they played it nicely. Oh, I like wanted a did. lot more. Oh, you wanted a lot more from him. Yeah, and I think I'd heard the rumor that he, and maybe it was just a rumor, but it was turned out to be true that he was coming back. And then I was disappointed he didn't say more. Yeah, I think I yeah. was too in the episode. Hmm. It was like that's the point is to have him come back, and I didn't mind it. By that point, you'd gone two whole seasons without him. It's just kind of a nice. Did he only do two seasons? Without him, so he left he, in the middle of season seven. Yeah, and then seasons eight. I need and to nine go back. I'm gonna all. go back and start. I was I was going back and rewatching the whole thing, and then I yeah. kind of stopped, and I'm gonna go back now because I got to kind of, you know, hit a point yeah. even when he was there where it was like, all right, it should have <laughs> ended then. 
Oh, I agree. On the Seinfeld episode with Mark Norman, you said how it the show kind of tanked, and some people really defended it, but I totally agree with you. The, oh, The Office? Yeah. Oh, they, they thought it... People people liked it. They were like, the characters finally got to develop more after he left. No. I yeah. feel like they changed. Who, I mean, who wrote that? The characters? <laughs> like, who was those comments? <laughs> Dave Bryan <laughs> and Mike McMurdy? <laughs> Yeah, it was a uh, uh, Jenna Fisher and <laughs> yeah. Angela. You're like, <clears throat> I totally agree with you. I think those last seasons tanked. Even before he left, the show it, was getting. It's worse. not about tanking. It's they just you talk about like I'm not tanking in ratings. They're just no. They I just, just don't I think it was good. It was not good. I I was I respected the show and loved the show so much that I wrote it out and watched every episode. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if I didn't have any love for the show, I would have stopped. Yeah. yeah. And it has nothing against them, but you're like, yeah, you're as a group. It's like a band. Like when the, if one person left, you'd be like, well, I'm kind of out now. Like it's not trashing any of the other people in it. It's just being like, I was buying the whole package. Yeah. And yeah. so when the whole package is gone, <clears throat> then it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know. I'm not going to get in. You know, it's not then like. Well, I hope everybody. Let me see the other character. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's the show. Dude. Right. It's all about the show. It's not about one person. It's all of you work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, season seven. Even before he left, there's some that were to me getting <clears throat> not as good. One of my favorite last ones that he did was when they go to the board meeting in New York City oh, and all shit. the shareholders, they're all <laughs> furious so, at him. Yeah. yeah. And he gets up there on stage. <laughs> He's like, we're going to come back with, what is it, a 45 point plan? Yeah, 45 yeah. point forty-five point plan, 45 days, one yeah. point per day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they're cheering you. You and he runs back on stage like he's yeah. special. Yeah, yeah. We will that also be good. completely carbon neutral. <laughs> like <laughs> ridiculous claims. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. James Spader was just supposed to make a cameo, but they liked his energy so much they felt like it brought something new to the show, so they made him a regular. Yeah, when they were trying to fill his, because uh, that's when they were trying to f- fill his mm-hmm. replacement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and did he end up becoming the replacement? No. Well, they kind of did a little bit of everything. Nelly was for a while. Yeah, Andy was the replacement. Well, yeah, Ed, Andy. Ed Helms Ed. kept having to leave to film movies and yeah. stuff, so they kept having to write just reasons why his character would leave. So first, it was he went to anger management for a while yeah, early right. on. I think that's when he was filming The Hangover, and then he comes back, and then he goes to the Bahamas on a yacht. He just yep. keeps leaving. So that character kind of, I don't know. I feel like there's progress with him. Then he just kind of becomes a crazy person. Yeah, I almost didn't like it at first, and then I did. Then I didn't mind him. And then when they were going to make him the boss, I was like, I, I don't care about this at all. I agree. But I think they uh, – I'd rather it have been – it's like it should have been maybe Dwight and then make it just go Dwight crazy or something like – or maybe, you know, I'd have been maybe it's too much Dwight, but – He fired but, a gun. <clears throat> he yeah. fired a gun in, in the, the office. office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he ends up the manager at the end. Yeah. So. yeah. Will Farrell was actually the first manager. Yeah. D'Angelo Vickers. Yeah. <laughs> and he was pretty great. Yeah, that's just yeah. But that just, was a short lived thing. Yeah. It was like everybody's too it's I almost go back through all the people that they could have got before at the beginning and then yeah. you're like, Well, you're just too famous now. Yeah. But Andy, uh yeah, Andy Ed Helms was like just too he was just too famous. It was like too going his career was too good. Yeah. Yeah. Taken off. Yeah. Yeah. They were supposed to do an office uh, spinoff for Dwight called The Farm, but then they just decided to pass on it. But there's an episode, one of the last episodes, 
when he's, I forgot, he's like looking at the will. Do you remember this with his cousin or something like that? And it's when the show to me has gotten really bad. I think, yeah, I think the pilot became an, it just became an episode on the show. It's where his aunt dies and then he comes in the office and he's throwing dirt at people, inviting them to the funeral. Yeah. And you meet his brother and his sister. Yeah. That was going to be the pilot for this spinoff. Yeah. And it just went nowhere. Yeah. There's a couple episodes they've now removed. One where he does the Shrew Christmas (laughs) and his friend shows up in blackface. Yeah. And they've taken that they just that scene that out, little right? part of it out. Yeah. Yeah. And Why then, did he show them? It was I think that's a real thing, right? He was reenacting this. He was I can't remember the name of it. He's this old German Santa Claus. And yeah. he has a sidekick who's Crankus or Kringle yeah, or something. who's in blackface. Yeah. And they go, You better not bring that guy in. And then he calls his friend Nate, and you see his friend Nate walking through the parking lot in blackface. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they cut that part out. You can't get that anywhere now. Yeah, that Nate was a writer or something on it, right? Or, I think so. Yeah, um, Mose, his cousin Mose is one of the main writers on the show. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. cousin Mose, Michael yeah. Shore, I think yeah, his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Comedy Central, when they started airing the off- Office, they took out uh, Diversity Day. Yeah, which to me is oh really ridiculous yeah. because the whole thing is making fun of of people that don't get diversity. Right, right. So yeah. Anyway, what are you gonna do, right? Uh, Jim wore fake hair. At least you moved on from it. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. That that was a funny episode. Yeah, that might have been like the second episode that ever I th- aired. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, it was that first season. Jim wore uh, fake hair in season three because he was shooting the movie Leatherheads. So John Krasinski wore fake hair. Excuse me. He had to shave his what? head. Leatherheads. What is that? A horror movie? No, it's about a 1920s football team. Oh. Oh, oh okay. is that movie good? I never saw oh, it. I've never heard of it. So. Yeah, what is his hair? Does his oh his hair wasn't as long or something? I think he shaved it oh. one time for the movie. So they, I wonder. I, oh, that's some pretty big names though. Yeah, George Clooney's in it. So Renee Zellweger, John Krasinski. Yeah, he really man popped off. I mean, he's huge. He is. He's such a good actor. Yeah, thirteen hours. I watch. I could watch it every day. I've never seen it. 13 hours? No, I've heard it. It looks pretty cool, though. I, mean, I could watch it every day. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, it's, it's, I, I stop myself from watching it every day. I want to watch it every day. Roy's in that, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I want to, I mean, I go, that's enough. <laughs> that's how much I would like to watch wow. it. Wow. Yeah, it's great. John Krasinski and BJ Novak were high school classmates. That's that crazy? pretty crazy. Oh, wow. Played Little League Baseball together. <laughs> oh, oh wow. John Krasinski was in B.J. Novak's play that he put on. Huh. Ed Helms and Brian Baumgartner went to the same high school as well. They were a year apart in Atlanta. Wow. Where did uh, Krasinski grow up? Massachusetts, I think. Uh, B.J. Okay. Novak had a big – he wrote a lot of this stuff, too. Yeah. He's great, too. Yeah, he's great. He, he His character really grew on me, too. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was, like, really funny and, like mm-hmm. – when he got that job and was up there and then mm-hmm. moved back, like BJ was great. You know what's a cool, my favorite little piece of trivia of The Office is that all the writers that are also actors, which is Toby mm-hmm. and Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak, because they needed them to to have, they had to do stuff as writers. That's why all those characters were in the back room, the annex. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So that, so that they could be writing when they're not, they didn't need to be in scenes in the background. Yeah. I just think that's so cool that yeah, they're thinking cool. about yeah. that. That yeah. is crazy. That's a lot of work. Yeah. 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 Just how much he had to orchestrate like that. It's pretty yeah. wild. 
in the episode where Jim signs Meredith's cask, he signed it John Krasinski. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of little tidbit for the cast around her crotch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the one where uh, the gay witch hunt, where Michael kisses Oscar, he wasn't supposed to do that. He was supposed to just hug him, but he just improvised and went in for the kiss. <laughs> yeah. And Oscar said he just went with it. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it is very funny. You've met him, right, Oscar? Yeah. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. Uh, he was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great dude. Yeah. I've only. Yeah. I don't know who, if I have met. That's it at the office. Who did I met? Yeah, you met Krasinski. Yeah, I met Krasinski yeah. like briefly in that thing, and then Oscar, and, and those are the only two. And Katie Azelton was in the office. Oh, yeah. What was she? She was the episode where Michael gives blood, and he gets a crush on a girl around the corner. Oh, yeah. That's her. That is true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the Scrantones was the band who wrote the theme music, recorded the theme music for The Office, and they're the band that's on the Booze Cruise. Oh, oh that's cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So I wanted to just ask what, before we wrap up, what's your favorite episodes? I think mean, mine's that, I think the business school, that's got the, yeah. you know, which is written uh, uh, by your buddy by Brent buddy, Forster. Yeah. yeah, Brent Forster. Brent Forster. <clears throat> and so, well, because we and him wrote something that didn't go anywhere, but Brent's a wonderful person and a great writer. And so he was, uh, and it was fun to like when I worked with him. Like he was like, "Oh man, yeah, that's my favorite episode." I just think it showed the heart of I, it had everything. It's yeah. very funny. It's a very funny episode. It had to, him giving that speech of paper dying. Like they go in there, he rips the book and all that stuff, and then to close it with the, uh, you know, I need to go back and like probably I don't know if I've watched like Seinfeld where I think of like every episode like is every storyline perfect and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. But I can't remember. I think a lot of the storylines were very good in that one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when he comes in and likes that painting, I mean, that's just maybe my. I mean, yeah, it's the that's a sweetest awesome moment, moment of. Uh, mm-hmm. And I and I loved it. And I so I love I loved it. I loved that so much that like that's just mm-hmm. you're like this kind of guy is the best guy that could ever exist. Just yeah. it was pure, sweet you know just is so and like truly excited and being like that painting is awesome mm-hmm. and it's yeah. and being like that looks like our building like that's crazy mm-hmm. you know and just mm-hmm. that kind of you know mm-hmm. kind of person like i like that i i, I love the jim and pam like them getting together mm-hmm. i could watch that all day long yeah. like i mean them you mm-hmm. know that kind of back and forth yeah. and, i mean it was just wonderful yeah so well done mm-hmm. what was yours Probably the deposition, which is the episode where Michael gets called to to give a deposition when Jan is suing Dunder Mifflin. And it starts off, I love that it starts off very competent, and then it just, <laughs> he just unravels. And then one of my favorite moments of the whole show is comes right back from commercial, and it's the stenographer reading back the minutes <laughs> where he just reading what Michael had just said. That's what she said. Who yeah. said that? That's what it's just yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah. That's that's He's like well she it. butchered the timing. Which, yeah. <laughs> he kind of messed up the timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One time he goes lying. Yeah, lying. <laughs> he said lying like in a play. Yeah. Uh, uh I like that business school is one of my favorites too. Yeah. I like the ones where it's sweet Michael yeah. moment. Yeah. It's uh the one where I don't know what's about where Jim throws the party at his house, mm-hmm. doesn't want Michael there. I think yeah. Jim Michael goes to his improv class, which is so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah him and all the improvs. <laughs> yeah, but then he shows up anyway, and he does karaoke. And he sings "Islands in the Stream." Yeah, 
and nobody wants to sing with him. And then Jim gets up there. Yeah. And I so, love that because it's such a sweet scene. Yeah, that is it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he does that gun scene, <laughs> he goes, what did he tell you? He goes, <laughs> he told me he can't show me, but he, but he, he does a have gun. a gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the dinner party is often considered the yeah. funniest. And I do love it. <clears throat> I love it. When he pulls that TV out. Yeah. I just loved hearing how they couldn't get through it. Yeah, like there's a lot of outtakes of Jim laughing. Yeah, just being. I mean, you could tell that it's they truly loved each other, and that, like as a cast, I yeah. would imagine, and yeah. uh, and that stuff, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. That stuff shows in real mm-hmm. on camera. Right. I mean, it's it's uh, if you if you can't believe that these people still talk to each other, yeah. like I think that's what Seinfeld is like. You still believe that you're like I, they talk to each other, like they're. That's what I, you want to believe. As yeah, a fan. I think they do though. Yeah, I don't. I mean, no, I'm saying that's yeah. what you you want that. Yeah, so you're happy when you find out. That yeah, yeah. So yeah, and so like that stuff really comes off. And I think that I think John and uh, Krasinski and Steve Cross seem like they're very very close. And uh, and mm-hmm. so it's like I yeah you want to you want to believe that that's all you know it's just very sweet. Mm-hmm. Did you like Scott's tots? Uh yeah, I remember the first time I watched it. Like it was the funniest thing. I have a hard time watching it now. Yeah, I do too. Because I feel so bad. I do too. It's the but, most cringeworthy episode. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, when it first came out, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, it's so funny to think that he promised all this <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> I guess I didn't like it. Well, I mean, for obvious reasons. But usually, he'll find a way to dig himself out. Uh huh. And they don't. No, they don't. There's no way out of that. You just mm-hmm. gotta. Yeah. When the office got robbed and he offered the Huey Lewis, I mean, uh, Bruce Springsteen tickets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he doesn't have them. You know, that's a little bit like it's more than incompetent. That's just outright lying uh-huh. and get caught. Usually, he'll find a way to. But then he, someone got them. Then he get the tickets. No, they give no. away a hug, Phyllis's hug. So yeah. it ends in a sweet way because yeah. they start bidding. Bob Vance spent five thousand yeah. dollars on a hug. Yeah, but I thought they wife. ripped the tickets. I thought he ripped them too. That's maybe you're thinking about when he had tickets and he was offering them to uh, Holly, Holly yeah. to go to. I forgot who it was. Dave Counting Matthews. crows. Oh, Counting, Counting crows. crows. Yeah. She had tickets to go on a date, and the guy didn't show up. And he goes, you know what? Let me buy those tickets from <laughs> yeah. you. And she goes, you don't have to. We can just. He goes, no, let me buy them. And so she gives it to him, and he just rips them. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I mean, we could have win. Yeah, we could have win. They were great seats. <laughs> yeah. I just watched where they roast him, which is so yeah. funny. Oh, dude. Yeah. And then, he, and then he comes back at the end, and boom, roasted. Yeah. And everyone starts laughing. Yeah. And he's like, all right, you guys don't know a kid. <laughs> Get home safe. <laughs> yes. It's... <laughs> yeah, Scott's Tots is like such a it's a it's a perfect episode. Like the idea of it is so funny and it's like I think I remember loving it and then it's almost like the older I've gotten I've been like I can't watch this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's too uh but I think that's why they had to have Stanley just laughing the whole time because it was, yeah. you know, but it's and, it, and he does such a good job but it's so cuz it would be so funny in real life. To think it's this this guy that's done something very sweet that can't, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's like, well, do you let it pay? I mean, you can't. It's paying these kids to go to college, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's yeah, just so sitting there. He has so much money. He goes, he goes I thought I would have that. Yeah, I thought I'd be a millionaire by my thirties. <laughs> yeah, but I had less money than I did in my twenties. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when I'm fifty, I don't know. <laughs> I just watched the episode where Pam punches him. Yeah, and he said, "I saw my life flash before my eyes, yeah. and I was married, and I had three kids. <laughs> yeah. It's all stuff in the future that he wants." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So great. Yeah, he had so many great lines. Yeah, uh, 
I think you mentioned this before. He's like, man, you got great kids. I got a few of my own that I want someday. (laughs) (laughs) I got a few of my own I want someday. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's an unbelievable show. I mean, it's just so good. Uh, I don't know if we dove into it like we did Seinfeld as much, but. I mean, I got more stuff, but we're uh, we're about. What was like a, or is it? Another fun fact? Yeah. Let's see here. Um, the real places in Scranton that they reference: Alfredo's Pizza, um, Poor Richard's, the bar they go to. That's all real places. You've been to Scranton, yeah. Some of these places, right? Yeah, yeah. I did one of the shows I you did. Right Wilkesbury, right? I did Wilkesbury. Yeah, but I Scranton. Uh, I went to Scranton to drive in. Wilkesbury is, is next to Scranton. Mm-hmm. We went to that mall, mm-hmm. Steamtown Mall. Yeah, Steamtown Mall. I don't know if it was called that, but yeah. They have a sign, the Scranton sign in there, I think. Yeah. Have you seen the video of when, after it show ends, and they go on like a, a ball field there in the real Scranton yeah. and do a reunion, and they surprise everybody with Steve Carell coming out? Oh, it's awesome. Man. Oh, no. It gives me chills just thinking about yeah. it, because people go nuts. Oh, really? Yeah. He comes running out of the dugout. Where? They did, when the show ended, they yeah. did a big like thank you to Scranton to at, the, at real the Scranton minor league ballpark. Yeah. And they brought out all the actors one by one. And yeah. then Steve Carell comes out at the end. They didn't know he was going to be oh, there. Wow. They just I don't go. even think the actors knew it. Oh, yeah. Or at least yeah. some of them didn't. Yeah. It's pretty fun to watch. Oh. Uh, Shriek Farms is a fictional place, of course, but there's been over 1,100 reviews on TripAdvisor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they put a warning this is a fictional place. Please do not try to book a visit here. Uh, Mindy Kaling, John Krasinski, Ellie Kemper all were interns for Conan. Oh, wow. Hmm. The stress relief episode where Michael does CPR training and they do it to the beats of the BG staying alive. Yeah. A person who watched that episode remembered it and successfully saved someone's life. (laughs) Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Is that great? That's such a great scene. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. He starts doing a, the, the wrong song. At first, yeah. I was afraid, I was <laughs> petrified. <laughs> and they all start singing it. <laughs> and there's another one that's very, very natish because he's like, she's like, what does it say? 60. She gives him a number and he's like, well, how many is that per hour? And, and, yeah. and John Cruz, he's like, how's that going to help you? He's like, I'll count ahead and then I'll divide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes no sense. But it's, uh, yeah. It's very nature. My most nature line is where John's uh, Jim is trying to get out of something. He goes, I got to go give blood. And Michael goes, how many times can you give blood? <laughs> yeah. and he goes, is there a limit? He goes, yeah. well, your body only has so much. <laughs> <laughs> Does it not? How many times can you give it? Wouldn't there be a point where it's got to stop? Yeah, you got to stop, yeah. right? Not all time. Like not all time. years yeah. and years is what he meant. Yeah. 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 Uh, I wonder what the amount is, though. Yeah, this is why I, I think said give like, like was it like once you, a month or something? I know, but what if like what? How many times would it be like? Well, we're, you're out of blood. <laughs> it replenishes is pretty quick. Yeah, you got to wait at least eight weeks between donations of, of blood. About two months. Yeah, six times a year. So if you, you did, if you gave blood once a day for like, yeah, you probably all run year. out. You'd run out. Yeah, taps dry. They <laughs> flick it. They're flicking me. That's what I mean, though. You, no one gives an answer. Uh-huh. That's like when someone asks, well, how much can you give? Then they go, I Oh, you laugh, and you go, but you don't know the actual answer. But then yeah, no yeah. one, you're like, uh-huh. but just give me, like, I'm, it's a serious question. I want to go, you know. And the episode where Jim pops Dwight's fitness orb, it was a complete accident, which I don't know how that, I thought he used scissors. To I thought he did, too. Pop mm-hmm. it. 
um, when he's Jim's consoling Dwight in the staircase, and and then Jim gets up and walks away, and Dwight reaches over, yeah, and then he's gone. That was completely improvised. Oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah. According to this, according to this, <laughs> uh, I'll end with it. Steve Carell left the show after seven seasons. He was still adored by the cast so much that he'd always been number one on the call sheet. And when they left, they retired the number one and didn't appear on the call sheet ever again. Oh, that's that's cool. really cool. That's awesome. All right, The Office. We did it's it. fun. We Check did it. it. Out. Check it out. Go watch The Office streaming right now on. Uh, <laughs> where is it at? We got a plug. We got a plug. Number one show yeah, in the world. Yeah, I see yeah. it on Comedy Central now. Yeah. Uh, where is it streaming though? It's on Peacock. Peacock. You oh, can actually right. watch it now on Peacock with all the deleted scenes added in. Oh, so it's like kind of like a new show, honestly, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun. Look at that. All right, everybody. <laughs> uh, thank you. We love you as always. Also, yeah, and just a reminder, uh, just a reminder, Merry Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we forgot to say Merry Christmas, so we went back to do it again. So here we, we that's how much we wanted to remind you Merry Christmas is we forgot. And uh, so go watch The Office, streaming on Peacock. Also, <laughs> celebrate Christmas. Don't forget, everybody, celebrate Christmas with your family uh, in case you're just at home going, What's going on today? Who's I supposed to see? Why is everybody uh, over here today? Why is my driveway getting full? It's Christmas. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nate Land Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please remember to leave us a rating or a comment. Nate Land is produced by me, Nate Bargetzi, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Consulting in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.